0: Hello, welcome back to Journal Updated, a podcast about video games that give us choices. I'm Nora, I'm joined by Molly. Hi! <clears throat> we're also joined by our first guest on the podcast, Hannah.
1: Hello there, it's Hannah.
0: Hi Hannah. Hannah. Uh, we're here to talk about... What game are we here to talk about again? It's Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh right, I played that. Anyone you play anything that. else this month? <sighs> Uh, uh, or or otherwise have any opening statements before we dive in? Hannah has opening statements explicitly. <laughs>
2: told
1: I do, yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't played anything for the last two months, because I know that I'm slow as shit <laughs> at playing video games, <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was not going to uh-huh. get through Mass
2: Effect Andromeda otherwise.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
2: You know, I think that maybe I also should have taken two fucking months to play this game. <sighs> it's yeah. too
1: big! It's too big! Um... I remember- I'd say there's
0: too much of it, but there's there's actually not that much. It's just
1: too much. I, I remember when you were both just kind of like assuming that it was going to be as long as a trilogy game. And it just showed you a screenshot for how long to beat. And just like the terror started setting in. <laughs> well,
2: that's because it was on Chex Notes November 18th.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, not great. <laughs> there's... <laughs> there's too much and in this that's, game. really that's my fault there's too much in this game and so little of it is anything um yeah yeah i did want to make a bit of an opening statement uh because i listened to your episode on uh, mass effect 3 and i remember being really struck by something that i think molly said when you were discussing the endings and how like Especially in the extended cut, the control ending is just, like, the good option for some reason. It's like, why would that be the good option when it's, like, the evil super cop shit? Um, and you had the idea that, like, Mass Effect has always been about, like, what if a cop was really fucking good at her job, right? Then we wouldn't have any problems, so we should make the cop as strong as possible. But! Yeah. I think that there's... Something that I would add to like complicate that a bit, which is that Mass Effect has also been about the following things trying to jump. Number one. What if you had to commit genocide? Like obviously it's wrong or whatever. We're all good liberals here, but what if you had to do it? I'm not saying you <laughs> have to do it in real life, but what if you had to do it in a fictional scenario and you had no choice? Would you do it? You have to do it. Come on, do it. Um, so that's what Mass Effect is about and that's, why the destroy ending is there and then it's also about the idea that the most powerful kind of justice and peace is when we decide to stop doing bad things to the institutionally wronged party for now and then we all move on and there is never accountability for those who have wielded power and enacted cruelty and we're all in this together now and we're all over whatever happened before and that's the synthesis ending right and I think that, like, what it comes down to is that the Mass Effect trilogy is about <clears throat> liberalism kind of reaching its end point and being like, oh, no, is this just fascism? Did we just end up at fascism? No, it can't be. Um And then just, like, going into fascism <laughs> after kind of feeling a little bad about it. <clears throat> That's what Mass yeah. Effect yeah. is.
0: Yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> also... uh the way you d- just described that with the synthesis ending is kind of what Mass Effect Andromeda is. <laughs> God. Oh, <laughs> uh, c- we're all here on the Nexus. N- pay no mind to all the old lore. We're just all together
1: now and nobody's uh, It's not. Nope. But
2: they keep talking about <clears throat> the old lore.
1: We're we're going to have to to talk about the Krogan.
0: Only a little bit. I I fucked up.
1: Yeah? Um, If
0: I could have... If I had finished one or two more missions and like put a Krogan outpost on the Krogan world... Not a Krogan outpost, a Nexus outpost on the Krogan world, Mm -hmm. then I would have been able to pick the Krogan as the ambassador, and I wasn't able to, because I didn't.
2: Oh, you hate to see it. I didn't even think that that's what was happening there. God.
0: Yeah, it's the ambassador... Between the Nexus and the Helios Cluster, which is a weird position to exist,
3: but
1: <laughs> yeah, so like, why, Like, why does it exist? <laughs> I remember that they, like, give you an option to ask, like, wait, what does this position do? And I asked it, and then as soon as the NPC explained, like, what it was, I just immediately, like, forgot what it was. And I'm like, oh. It popped right yeah. out, because there was, yeah. it,
2: it's nothing. <laughs> I like when you're like, well, what if we nominate an Angara? And they'll be like, no, you can't do that. No,
0: like they that, say that idea sucks ass. Actually, well, what what they say is like Tan says we're already seeding that much influence from day one, and then Addison is it Addison? Who's the short hair? Other yeah.
2: yeah, that's Addison.
0: Addison is like that's the point, you colonial wad. It's like okay, oh, you, you
1: you don't get to say that. But
0: it, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. I think You're a, the a little bit, outpost. a
1: little bit. Um, we might have just talked about the ending or like the post ending. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't. Matter. It's fine, it's fine. Uh, Molly, did you play any
0: games this month? How, or uh, rather, how many games did you fucking 100% this month?
2: <laughs> I didn't play that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished Code, I can't remember if I finished Code Vein when we recorded last time. I think but so.
0: I, okay. I, I f- or, by which I mean I think you did it this month, right? Because it was after I streamed on Halloween,
2: yes i think it's under october for me for whatever reason i think i just put it on the wrong spot but that's fine um yeah i play mostly been playing um i'm still playing genshin impact here and there it's Mm -hmm. not as much as it used to be um i played more minecraft again uh for the last month i did a lot of solo play on that while everybody was taking a break um and then i've been playing donkey kong country 2 again that's just a good that's just a good time not what I expected it's, to hear. Yeah, that's just a good little game. Just you know, booting it up on the old Switch. Um, I played Umorangi Generation and the DLC uh, over the weekend,
3: mm-hmm. um,
2: and that is a that's a really good game. Uh, the DLC especially. I, I didn't like uh, something. I didn't like the main game. I thought it was okay, um, but the DLC very much is doing something uh, mm-hmm. that I that I liked a lot. <clears throat> um, and then I played Doom. Uh, the original Doom for the first time. Uh, and that game rips. That's that's good shit.
0: Did you finish that?
2: Um, I finished the first like campaign of it. The first uh, episode. The first episode, and I got yeah, part way yeah. through the second one. Um,
3: yeah.
2: And I feel like I was like, I feel like I understand what's going on here. Um, maybe that <laughs> may or may not be true, but um, then after finishing Andromeda, I was like, I want to play something worse than this, and I played booted up uh, Doom 2016
0: um which how'd that go
2: oh i like it it's first person shooter i don't know it's fine it's, it's fine i think it's i feel fine. like
0: doom 2016 is like for me it's like i'm hungry what do we got around here A slice of white bread yeah fine okay
2: it's it's doritos there's doritos in the cabinet <laughs> and i am eating the doritos now
0: i don't know i like doritos i like doritos I, too i think uh, Doom
2: 2016 is perfectly fine i don't say i'm think... crazy
0: about doritos I don't think I think I have more passion for Doritos than I have passion for Doom Twenty Sixteen, that's the thing.
2: <laughs> I, think that, I think that's a fair position to take. Um, um, yeah, I, I like <clears throat> Doom Twenty Sixteen just fine. I, I think it's fine. I watched somebody play Doom Eternal for like twenty minutes, I was like, This looks like shit. <laughs> I watched Uh, Callie play Doom Eternal. That's exactly who I watched play (laughs) Doom Eternal for 20 minutes, and went, "Why is there fast travel in this game?" Yeah,
1: so that that was my question about Doom Eternal. Is that like, isn't the whole premise of Doom 2016 that like, okay, all we have are these arenas where you fight about 20 demons, and it's it's cool and it's fast paced, and there's like a deliberate rhythm. It's like, why would you add things like crafting and open world fast travel to that and like four kinds of currencies and progression bars no! hey you know what we
0: could ask that about
3: <laughs> uh huh <coughs> Mass Effect Andromeda
0: um, I think it's Mass Effect Andromeda it's wild cause like Dune 2016 is definitely okay do you remember Space Marine
2: uh, I heard about Space Marine I didn't play it
0: were were you, like, aware of the narrative of Space Marine being this, like, this, like, light in the dark for third-person shooters? Where, like, you don't use cover in this game. You want to get up and personal with the enemies. And, like, attacking makes you safer because you can heal with your chainsword or whatever. Mm. Uh, I feel like Doom 2016 is just that but for first-person shooter. And, like, oh. I... Like, you know, you're like, <clears throat> this isn't Call of Duty, you're not aiming down sights, you're running, and you're gunning.
2: I wish I was aiming down sights. That's, it's, it can when be fun to aim down sights. I like to aim down the sights when I play the game. Sights are good.
0: Um, yeah, I just feel like there's like a kinship there, and nobody fucking remembers Space Marine. <laughs> um, Yeah. Uh, I have a, like extremely vivid memory of playing Doom 2016 and listening to My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Because that's what 2016 <laughs> was. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, or no, it, it might have been early 2017 because I bought it on... because it was like Prime Day and it was half off. So oh, it was sure. like 30 bucks. Yeah, like, it no, was I'll, I'll
2: $6 that. this weekend. So I was like, yeah, that's about as much as I want to pay for that. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's more dollars than original Doom has in megabytes.
2: It's more dollars than Doritos costs. So. <laughs> it is lasting me longer than a bag of Doritos, though, so who's to say whether or not I got a good deal? 2017. Look, Mass Effect
0: Andromeda also lasts longer than a bag of Doritos.
2: <laughs> it's way too long. Nora, what did you play? If uh, Hannah Hannah had something.
1: Oh, I was just gonna say that yes. 2017 was the year where I just, like, decided to become good at shooters out of nowhere. Um... And I like mm-hmm. first became one of, like, f- for some reason, one of the top ranked people in the world at Mass Effect Andromeda multiplayer. And then I became like a highly sought after person for Destiny 2 pub raids because I would just like calm the teams down and get them to not go after each other's throats <coughs> after every failed callous raid <laughs> attempt. Um, and then, uh, immediately when the year ended i just never played shooters again <laughs> until now you know i can't blame you um yeah you know they're, they're not bad games as far as like the the actual shooting of them but like something that has really seemed um more and more present in shooters is that like even if the actual shooting is good and satisfying there's just so much shit around it that just drags it down an incredible level
3: <laughs> mm, like yeah. the progression uh,
1: systems, like the the content that's available. Mm. Um, I remember like when Destiny Two launched, and like everybody hated it. Nobody had anything bad to say about like the actual gunplay. It was all just like the RPG elements are gone. There's not enough to do. The progression is fucked, um, and it just that's wild. Because when I I but got
0: Destiny two at launch, and I played it every single day for like three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I was having a good time. I had like a little group that I was playing with every day after work because I worked nights. So I would come home in the morning and hop on and play with the Morning Zoo. Was our little group mm-hmm. name. Um, and it was really fun. And then I like visited my partner for a week in December, and just never touched it again because that momentum was broken. Yeah.
2: Yep. <laughs> That's Animal Crossing to me.
0: i remember like the morning that i got home and oops the fucking uh, it's not the cold heart but the other one like the the pro pro pro, prometheus lens the morning where like the prometheus lens was busted that was fun (laughs) Mm -hmm. it was just killing everybody in like half a second so everybody every like uh match was just five on five people with just like red laser beams just blasting the shit out of each other (laughs) yep
1: yeah um i was definitely not good enough for trials of the nine but i remember me and my like three friends that i played (sighs) with like queued up for it a few times and it's just like oh Oh, now I see like how good people can be at this game. Because like I really wanted to play Trials of the Nine because I felt like I was
0: decent at mm-hmm. like
1: Crucible. Yeah, I <clears throat> would be like top of the leaderboard whenever I just played like you know ranked Crucible or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but just washed in five seconds every time I tried Trials of the Nine.
0: The thing about that is that like Trials of the Nine is specifically like that's the shit I want out of Destiny. I want the weird space magic bullshit. Like, tell me more about this big blue woman,
1: yes, the more capital the letters, the more proper the nouns, and the weirder the space shit, it, the more it's what I want out of destiny absolutely
0: um but if you <clears throat> if you don't like extraneous progression bars or like multiple types of currency, I've been playing a game that you might enjoy. What's that? It's called rogue.
1: Oh, shit. (laughs) Rogue the first.
0: Yeah, and I've also been playing a couple of games like Rogue, but Rogue was on Steam Mm -hmm. for like $3 or something. Like
1: Rogue, you mean like specifically old school, text-based, not just roguelike in a sense that it's like randomization and repeated deaths.
0: Specifically, I downloaded Moria, which is one of of the two early roguelikes that introduces like you start at the same like the top level is a town where you can have shops and stuff and you go that's always the same, and then you go into the dungeon and yeah. it's it's different. And you can pick like <clears throat> half elf or elf or um you know, uh the other ones, dwarf, etc. <laughs> um
1: Did you ever play it's... ADOM? No. Ancient Domains of Mystery. That's that's a really good one, as far as like these old school text based roguelikes. So if you're on that type of kick, I would recommend it. The problem with
0: Moria that I've had is that since they put Rogue on Steam, uh, I, or maybe Rogue always did this, but I can play that with the with the arrow keys on the keyboard. Uh-huh. And that's fine. I'd have a great time. When I play Moria,
3: <clears throat>
0: I have to use the H, J, K, and L
1: keys oh, to move around not great
0: where h and l are left and right and then j and k are i think down and up or maybe up and down i don't remember and i don't remember in the moment either oh my uh, god and l isn't even it, left <clears throat> it's
2: right isn't it
0: yeah fuck me <laughs> uh so that's really tricky but uh rogue has been really really fun it's just the most charming video game i've ever played because it's this perfectly targeted for me uh version of high fantasy, which is this like immediately post D and D, but pre like video game home console RPG. Mm-hmm. So like it's still in that weird messy space where tabletop influenced yeah. computer games were super weird. Um, and the like, the tone and the setting as like basically just dungeons and dragons like
1: no basic or whatever i think that's a great comparison because um i replayed like the first couple games in a dragon quest series recently and Mm -hmm. dragon quest one is fascinating because like what we would think of as the tenets of an rpg right like having a party Having like choices upon level up, having builds having different combat options that's not there pretty much. there's mm-hmm. 10 spells in the whole game, three of which are yeah three of which have any offensive utility in combat. there's only one party member there's no build choices all gear is like strictly superior to any other gear and most of what is it's actually about is management of like, Adventuring resources like torches and keys and doing this kind of just like low key exploration. Um, they give you like no real direct guidance on, you know, what your quest is. It's just you talk to mm-hmm. NPCs in a town and they'll tell you like, Oh, I heard a rumor that there's like a cave to the Northwest and whatnot. Yeah. And it's that's also
0: Final Fantasy one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's so much just about this idea of like, not about like optimizing your build or, or your, your combat tactics, but just about like exploration and having the resources to make it productively through a dungeon.
0: And also sometimes you just get fucked.
1: Yeah. Sometimes you just get fucked. Sometimes <laughs> you run out of torches and you just have to literally bump up against walls until you make it out somehow.
0: Um, Moria <clears throat> also introduces the, six D&D stats, which I like, pretty sure Rogue doesn't have any stats, other than strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, that was funny, because like with Moria, you hit spacebar, and you just re-roll your stats, and it also changes your little blurb, because it gives you a little backstory blurb. Like, you are the son of a X uh, insert type of elf here, you know you are you are a credit to your family or something uh-huh. um and it also has two gender options okay uh which means nothing but <laughs>
1: uh rogue and is they just they are
3: yes or no <laughs>
1: <laughs> they uh, are uh yes and redacted <laughs> <laughs>
0: um but i just have had so much fun with rogue and I don't know why everyone keeps trying to make roguelikes when rogue is just good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Rogue's just here. You can play
1: rogue. Well, okay. What if we had rogue, but we also had four types of currency and we also had like these nested amounts of like (laughs) slight progression that you can incrementally make between runs.
0: So like, uh, dead cells.
1: Yeah. That kind of shit. If it's fun. Yeah. Um. But like a
0: lot of it is this, um, it's just a, f- a type of fantasy that is like uh, in line with me having reread Order of the Stick this last week mm-hmm. um, of just this like very specific type of, of high fantasy shit that everyone making fantasy things that are like big and flashy currently is like you know like a dragon age or something is trying to I feel like it's trying to be too subversive
3: about yeah.
0: fantasy instead of just letting it be cool when there's a fucking wizard and he has a <laughs> wand that shoots <laughs> one spell he has a wand for this spell and a wand for that spell. Can, can
1: your game be described as Dohoho? ho ho"? Here comes the fucking
3: wizard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and also the part where, like, you are this character who's just doing whatever they can to get through, mm-hmm. which is like, yeah, I will pick up a better weapon, I will cast a spell, I will run away. I'm not like defined by a class or a, yeah. like a like a party role or anything. I'm just like trying (laughs) i'm just am just struggling
2: i'm just a fucking guy
0: god uh my best run ended because i i uh ran out of strength and then found a centaur that chased me down a bunch of halls (laughs) hate to see it um yeah and also on your uh tombstone it tells you like how much gold you have Mm -hmm. But the abbreviation for gold is the is AU is the like elemental yeah. abbreviation for gold, which took me a while to to get. But
3: yeah,
1: um,
0: it's just so fun, and it's like this game was made forty years ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that's another thing that like when we talk about like original Dungeons and Dragons, um, it wasn't about mm-hmm. Found Family. It wasn't about, like, you know, having these elaborate plots to save the world and whatnot. Um, It was largely about this idea of just, like, okay, there's a dungeon, and it has a bunch of floors, and those floors have a bunch of rooms, and you're trying to clear those and gain, like, money from them. And it's a a trade-off of resources, and you're probably going to get fucked at some point and, like, overreach and take severe losses. But, like, it's this game that's fundamentally about just, like, yeah... The logistics of adventuring. And I think that there's something that's really been lost in that in a lot of modern games, unless they're like these explicitly Mm -hmm. like survival crafting games, which are a whole nother kettle of fish and like have their own calcified rules at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, Let your wizard uh,
0: just have a pointy hat sometimes. They don't need to be like sexy girl. They
1: can be, but also, what if sexy hat. girl has a pointy hat? Yeah, the hat's real big.
2: Yeah. Do y'all want to talk about Andromeda? I'd love no. that.
1: So I was playing Rogue. <laughs> the other no, day. no, I I kind of got to sleep I'm in a done. few hours. I am not doing a four-hour <laughs> podcast here, you assholes. <laughs> I've <Okay>. heard what <laughs> this podcast is about.
0: Listen, Mass Effect Three had a lot of stuff in it that was like talkable, yeah. And this one, this one, I don't know if uh, Mass Effect Andromeda is going to hang with that one. It might be more of a Mass Effect 1 situation.
1: The good news is that there's just so much of this game that slides right off of you.
0: Yeah. I literally finished it today, Mm -hmm. and I don't remember most of any of it. (laughs) Yes, Jill. (laughs) Okay,
2: well. Let's uh, let's do a quick refresher then. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda takes place just before Mass Effect 2 starts. Mm-hmm. Um and specifically that is when the shuttle to go to Andromeda launches uh, the Andromeda an entire... galaxy. Yeah, so the Andromeda galaxy, um, the Andromeda Initiative has put together a few different arc ships that each carry a different species out to, um, the the Andromeda galaxy because they couldn't not be weird about it. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, hey, speaking and, of them uh, being weird about it, okay, so let's list all the species that made it there. Humans, Asari, uh, Turians, Salarians, yeah. and Salarians. Krogan. Uh, which one Krogan... of those didn't get an arc?
2: It was the Krogan. Hey, why didn't the Krogan <laughs> why get an, did an the arc, didn't the Krogan bro? get an arc? What's up with that? I, legitimately, I, I have no, I guess they were just with the Nexus party? Yeah.
1: Um. So, uh, something that this because game- Because the
2: Nexus is the new Citadel.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's, there's the new Citadel and there's a bunch of these arcs. And something that this game claims is a theme, like, characters will explicitly, like, look into the camera and talk about this a lot, especially in the beginning of the game, is that, like, oh, this is a new galaxy, we have a chance to break from the mistakes of the past and not repeat these bad cycles. And it's like, well, I think you got off on the wrong foot by not giving the Krogan an arc. And well, this is the first that. wave. Yeah,
3: yeah yeah we
1: just like
0: as another detail to add in this is the first wave is the humans the asari the terrian Salarians, and the nexus which is sort of many of those intermingled and about 1200 krogan it says on the wiki Mm -hmm. um and then the second wave uh all we know of is the quarian arc which which is also designed to carry Drell, Hanar, Batarians, Elcor, and Volus.
2: So the lesser species, I see. This is yeah. the lesser arc. Yeah. Um, I don't that's, remember that being mentioned. Is that in the game? I think that's DLC That was in stuff? a scrap
1: DLC. That was in a DLC that they were oh. going to make, but then nobody fucking liked this game. And so they just shut off support for it very it. quickly. Yeah.
2: Cool, man. Cool. Sick. I love video games. Yep. Um. um anyway... Yeah. That is that is the, the background. Um you, the human arc, uh you are playing as either Scott or Sarah Ryder, um, who is the son or daughter of Alec Ryder. Uh I played um, as
0: Daphne Ryder.
1: I played as Nora Ryder. Can Rider. you
3: rename them? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You okay. can't well,
0: rename the person you don't play as though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Weird. Anyway, that's
2: the default name. You you play a rider, excuse me.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I played as Nora Rider because I'm into just like weird power moves that don't prove anything. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh yeah. So um you are part of the Pathfinder uh team. Um your dad, Alec, is the Pathfinder um and which is which is just the guy who does missions i am unclear on what a pathfinder is besides somebody who looks at planets good
1: yeah so the thing is that like i think the pathfinder was supposed to be somebody who would like chart new worlds explore sites for habitability and just like ensure that colonies could start but if that's the case then like but why is that a single person yeah um well it's it's like the team leader
2: yeah, I, I okay. suppose that's true.
1: Uh, the wiki says
0: pathfinders are a blend of elite soldier, scientist, and guide, tasked by the initiative to find a new home for Milky Way colonists seeking to settle in Andromeda. Uh, four of Initiatives Five Arcs are assigned their own pathfinder, and each pathfinder heads their team to handle the challenges of an unexplored galaxy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, does the Quarian Arc not
2: have a pathfinder? Is that what we're saying
0: on the Quarian Arc, Keila C. Saya? Six additional Milky Way races are on route to join the initial wave of colonists, and he lives. several of them share Pathfinders with another race. Quarians oh, and Batarians share one Pathfinder, Drell and Hanar also share a Drell Pathfinder, and the Volus reportedly do not have their
1: own <laughs>
3: Pathfinder. Bro! <laughs> Bro. <laughs>
1: not great. Um, here's the thing that's that I don't understand, though. The Pathfinder is okay. supposed to be the one that's charting all of this, right? But... Um, They were set to arrive, like, a year after the Nexus. Yeah. Um, Which kind of leads into, like, one of the weird-ass things about this game, which is that, like, it's all about, allegedly, like, exploring a new galaxy and making first contact and all that. But, um, you don't do any of that? Like, all that shit's already been done by the time you get into Andromeda.
2: Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Um yeah, they you, don't talk about that though. No,
1: no, it's very rarely mentioned.
0: Yeah. I guess the one thing you do is is do a first contact with the Angara?
1: No, there there is yeah. there is contact with the Angara before he showed up. Um on Kadara. I was there? Yeah.
0: Then why did I have a dialogue option that said first contact that's my responsibility?
1: Uh cuz this game is kind of stupid and doesn't consider a lot of its stuff.
3: <laughs> but no, like the,
1: the by the time you're set up, like Kadara Port is already like a bustling city and that's something yeah. that they like Sloan Kelly and her outfit made a deal with the Angara to like take over operations yeah. of this place. So it's like right. first contact with the Ket already made. First contact with the Angara already made. All every single planet you visit has already been settled by someone.
2: Or at least an attempt has been made. Yeah uh well yeah.
0: otherwise how would you find bandits to fight
1: in your jeep <laughs> yo i love having a <laughs> random encounter where i just like drive my jeep into five guys with shitty ars
2: <laughs> <laughs> um anyway so the first thing that happens in this video game you wake up uh you know you're getting you're getting your coffee after your stasis in cryo sleep um, and you run into something called the scourge, which is just dark energy in space that will fuck you up if you touch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the entire arc gets fucked up. Nobody knows what's going on. They're just trying to get to the nexus. Yeah. Um, and eventually you get, um, knocked down and have to go land on habitat seven,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, which is the first planet you go to where you first meet
1: the cat yeah and to our are... to, to give a bit of context on like these habitats like this cluster the helios cluster was chosen because like our super long-range telescopes basically identified like okay this place has the highest concentration of what they're calling golden worlds like planets that we think yeah. are going to be super habitable um and by the time you show up there like it's like wait habitat seven wasn't this place supposed to be a paradise? Like why is it so fucked up why are there like lightning storms and like floating rocks and shit and why is the atmosphere all fucked um and that just kind of keeps why happening, does it right? look
2: so sick
1: yeah have that seven is why like does it
2: look so fucking cool i don't want to live on a cool planet maybe the only
1: good planet design they have in this game <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's i just floating rocks everywhere there's lightning going off all the time pretty cool
0: i have i have a question what's that since we're doing the intro to andromeda yeah um, I don't understand how the arcs work, because the distance between the Milky Way and the Andromeda is two and a half million light years, uh-huh. um, and they make the trip in 600 years.
2: Yeah, that's fun. My guess is it has something to do with the Mass Effect fields, they're, and- They're really
1: fast, don't uh, worry about uh, it.
2: Warp And warp <laughs> speed, I don't know. What do you want from me?
1: It's like- I just- Oh. It's like, okay, I, I don't you know how if you're driving a car, um, you eventually like take your foot off the gas or like don't keep just like flooring it? It's like what if these arcs just kept flooring it? They'd go really fast <laughs> and they make it in about six hundred <laughs> years. Don't worry about it. Okay, fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <sighs> it's just very funny that like you leave the year of Mass Effect 2. Yeah. Um, and so it's like... The shit hasn't really popped off, but it started to pop off. Yeah. Like, Sovereign was in the Citadel, like, two years ago or whatever. No, I,
1: I I do think you're right that, like, in the Mass Effect trilogy, like, so much of the, the faster-than-light stuff and, like, and thus, you know, species' ability to travel throughout the galaxy was subject to these mass relays and whatnot um and it's just like oh hey uh good news we have something that's like millions of times faster and that we're just gonna use to head off to another galaxy now
2: Uh, there's also the there's a money guy behind this whole thing yeah also who you know may or may not have secretly funded some wild shit to make this happen so i don't know i think you could probably write it off as that guy mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah cool technology here um, um, what
2: happens in Habitat Seven? anyway you 7? meet the cat mm-hmm.
3: uh
2: on habitat 7 you meet the cat uh and you're like oh wow i get to do first contact it's gonna be so cool and then they're like actually we're just going to shoot you yeah. we we have no interest in talking um so you're like oh fuck aliens shooting me who could have foreseen this yeah uh and then they immediately have sam who is the ai who lives in your head uh pop up and tell you don't worry they're also imperialist so it's okay to kill them
1: (laughs) yeah it's it's really funny there too it's okay because like they um they spent about like 10 seconds being like oh oh maybe like from a cat's perspective like we're the bad guys like people say the phrase like we're the aliens here a few times in this game yeah but then it's just no; it's never followed up on. The cat are just like unilaterally bad, um, even though again, the idea that like why would they shoot at us during first contact? Well, it's not first contact. Milky Way species have been here for a year. You don't know how much you've pissed them off uh, in the interim. That's period.
2: true. I kn- I didn't think about that part because the game the uh, game never the game thinks about tell that you
1: part. That. No, yeah, the game never um, like puts these things together and it's no. really weird because like it's just basic setting information
0: you know what the game also doesn't really talk about What's that? only three of the cat have dialogue <laughs> that's right The th- like there's the archon which is the main guy mm-hmm. his lieutenant the sword the archon's sword has like two lines and then there's another guy who kind of looks like that tall guy from Avengers that works for Thanos uh, with the weird face um, and he seems to be equal to or above the archon in the, the greater cat hierarchy
1: I think that's a lady uh, oh, I can't there's tell. there's two uh, of them gender um, there's two of these NPCs that you could be thinking of there's the cardinal who runs that facility like midway through the game i forgot about the card and there's the primus who i think is the one you're thinking of who wants to like the one the one who
0: like shows up at the end of the end end of the game and just looks angry at the camera yeah
1: yeah that's her that's the primus okay
0: okay um But otherwise, it's all just monster people Mm -hmm. that growl at you and shoot you (laughs) with guns.
2: They all, they all look like if this Monster Hunter monster, I'm putting this in the chat, the Baroth from Monster Hunter was a guy. If this was a guy, that's what the cat looked like.
0: Uh, which chat are you in? The, oh, I'm in the
2: journal updated
0: chat. I was thinking that they looked like the Dune 2016 version of Hell Knights. I think that's the one.
2: Buddy, I am oh, not well, yeah, I guess that's the pretty close. Updated chat. You're gonna Since have to... I just played that. You, no, you literally should have access to that, no? I believe. You're in the
1: Discord. Okay. I believe that. Oh, right. It's in, uh, Audio. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's that guy, yeah. This just, like, yeah, kind of guy... spiky-looking T-Rex with kind of, like, rock features yeah, He's made of bones yeah um
0: yeah i was also thinking about the the hell Knight from either doom 2016 or doom 3 either of those yeah
2: yeah um, the hell Knight from doom 20 i just played that today so that is a good reference in my mind right now
3: uh, um yeah uh, so
2: that's that guy um but yeah one of your crew members dies because he got caught by the cat idiot. Uh, you save some other ones including cora and liam um who who are crew members for you um we'll get to them in a minute Mm -hmm. uh and eventually you make your way over to a ket like uh outpost they have they have a setup here and your dad is like we're gonna assault that base um anyway don't fuck it up kid uh and then he goes off and then everything explodes uh and your face shield gets broken and you can't breathe on this planet so he takes off his hat and gives it to you and then he fucking dies uh immediately after kind of being an asshole to you mm-hmm.
0: so this this tower is also is sort of a terraforming thing and it is oh right it is is it making the scourge or just is it just no. making the storms no the scourge
2: is there yeah um the it, storms are happening but I I think the storms are natural to the planet. The terraforming just hasn't happened yet, or was turned off.
0: I think if the it's terraforming off, was, it'll go
2: backwards.
0: the The terraforming was like fucked up. It was like it was like making the planet all all yeah like uh, was it like yeah because the 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 storm goes away after the tower gets turned on.
2: Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean that the tower was causing I'm, it. I'm pretty sure that that's what they say.
1: I think I, I think given no, the end
2: right. of the game, I don't know that that's true. Well, because, like, you show up and the Remnant left you a journal that said, hey, we were making all these worlds livable to do life on them.
1: Yeah, but I think that the that process got fucked up by the Scourge.
2: Um, well, yeah, the process got fucked up by the Scourge. I just don't know what the fuck the Scourge is.
1: Yeah, um, they... It's just coral
2: an, reefs, but space. There's an
1: explanation, vaguely, of what the Scourge might be, like, at the end of the game. Um, but that's not... Was football. there?
2: Yeah. I did not catch it um
1: it's when you're like hearing those logs from like the guys who made the remnant uh the Jardin I think um they yeah. mentioned that like the scourge the is the who the Jardin yeah oh. on Meridian the great thing about Mass Effect Andromeda is how much it sticks with you after you play it and how you can remember details I of remember it. I remember
2: seeing that name, but yeah. I don't remember what it was attached to, so I guess there's that, there guys that made The, the
0: Jardan are a mysterious alien race native to the Helios cluster of the Andromeda Galaxy. Mm-hmm. They were responsible for creating both the remnant machines and spoiler. hmm
1: And what they happen. mentioned that is that like the Scourge is a weapon of like their enemy
2: oh okay yeah sure uh, it's fucking cool though gotta give the gotta give whatever the enemy people are credit it's a f- c- cool weapon you pretty made. cool
1: shit it looks sick dude yeah. <laughs> keep it up <laughs> so alec Ryder sacrificed himself and now he transfers being the pathfinder over to you
2: yeah even though Cora is next in line he's like actually i'm gonna go ahead and just give it to my kid here yeah as I die here, here's a here's my special Sam I made. Here's my here's my special fun AI for you, um, which revives you from being dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you wake up on uh the ark again. Uh, and I think that's when you dock with the ne- with the nexus. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, and you're the Pathfinder now, and you go, Cora. Are you sure it's okay for me to be Pathfinder? You are next in line, and Cora says, "I don't know. I don't really care about anything when it comes down to it." So.
1: But she says it through gritted teeth. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely really like snippy at you for the first like third of the game.
0: Yeah, that's fine. I didn't talk to her again the whole game. Yeah, I didn't oh, talk to her. So <laughs> she sucks so bad.
1: She sucks so bad. She sucks bad. I did her loyalty mission and it was unbearable. Yeah. Uh what kind of status is the nexus in when you get there? It's not good. Not it's great. pretty much shut down. I would say maybe fucked. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot yeah, of places that have just been shuttered. They're like on emergency power. Um, yeah what well, could have happened it just kind of seems like everything went to shit in the year <laughs> before you showed up um which like to me this is a great premise like we had this yeah colonial enterprise of trying to chart this new galaxy and when we show up everything is just utterly fucked nothing went to plan and we're just barely trying to like hold on and where the game goes with yeah. that is, like, the least interesting manifestation of it, which is just like, oh, what if, the, oh we'll fix yeah, what if the goal is just, like, to get it back on track to what it was supposed to be in the first place? Um, but there's so many cool setups in this game, and none of them get followed up on at all.
2: Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, you meet Director Tan, uh, who is a little Solarian piece of shit, mm-hmm. uh, who... Is really just here for himself. He likes he likes hearing himself talk and be powerful, uh, mm-hmm. and he will not let you forget it. Uh, you meet Addison, who is supposed to be the director of outposts, but since there are no outposts, she's just kind of chilling, and she hates you for it. Yeah. Um, and Kesh, who is a nice Krogan lady, who's just there trying to help. She's she seems to just really try to help people.
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. You know.
2: She's she's um, great,
1: it, it, except that like. They give her the dialogue that they give every Krogan in this game, which
2: is yeah. the The Genophage was probably justified, I think. Yeah, just my opinion. Like six hundred years removed,
1: every Krogan is just like saying some variation of like, you know, we had like a chance to be a great people, but uh, we fucked it up, and it's our fault, and uh, we shouldn't. We nuked our own planet. Yeah.
2: Um. And I I wanted to turn off the video game. It's
0: so so even. Even the cat think that the genophage was necessary. <laughs> Buddy. Because in the end of the game, you yeah, can find we'll their, like, notes. They they have notes on each of the sp- five species that they've encountered. And they, they mention how cool and tough the Krogan are, that they even needed, like, a uh, reproductive whatever they said uh, to keep them in check. And it was so cool and, and powerful of them.
1: Buddy. Not great.
0: It's not good. It's it is they could have they could
2: have changed so much. They could have come to this and said, okay, guys, I know Mass Effect 1 through 3 were pretty fucked. Mm-hmm. But I think we have a chance to fix that. Yeah. And then they said, nah, <laughs> fuck it.
0: Um Can I yeah, go uh, read a series of phrases that I've found on the Jardin or Jardin page yeah, go for on it. this wiki? So I'm just like looking at this, and there are a couple of phrases that come to mind, uh, such as "at some point they did this," um, "after some kind of conflict centuries prior to the to the video game this happened." Uh huh. <laughs> it's suggested that they must have been like this.
3: Oh, buddy,
2: God. <laughs>
0: There's just nothing. Not it's nothing. No,
2: there's nothing. They didn't. They didn't finish. They didn't finish this. There's they didn't finish writing more. this part. Yeah. Um. Anyway, you go maybe to that first. new one. Maybe I don't know. Wait. I let, let's finish this one. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> Sorry. Uh,
1: before we like go before we start going to the planets, there's one thing that I do want to mention that they did importantly fix between um, the trilogy and this one. Uh, which is that? Ryder okay. is way fucking cooler than Shepard. That's oh, true.
2: Yeah. Ryder's a dipshit idiot. I love, <laughs> I love Ryder. Is, Ryder is a fucking. Dimmo. She has
1: a real personality. She's just like an idiot who is the way I described it. Um, like early in my playthrough, is that like you know that feeling when you go for a high five with someone and they leave you hanging, not because they're trying to be a dick, but because like they turn away at just the wrong moment, and you have to kind of like awkwardly stand there and pretend like you were, you know, just, like, reaching or stretching or something. That's Ryder's entire vibe. <laughs> like, she exists <laughs> in that entire career. 24-7. <laughs> I...
0: I showed the clip of, um, my, like, end romance scene for my playthrough, <laughs> yes. where Vetra has, like, I almost called her Shepard, has Ryder and is guiding her to the ta- the dinner table with her eyes closed. And then has her sit down, and then she says, okay, open your eyes, and then her head just dips because immediately she's fallen asleep as soon as she sat down. <laughs> Ryder's so <laughs> stupid, I love
2: her. <laughs> I love Ryder dearly. They yeah. they did a good job with their main character this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like it's yeah, no very likable.
1: It really works. No idea about Scott though. Yeah.
2: Um I have heard Scott is not nearly as charismatic, which surprise, I guess.
1: Yeah. He's he's kind of just like more palatable to like kind of the general mass effect person. Um, cause I think that Mm -hmm. he's like a little more competent, a little more snarky. Um, but like, I, I I think that just like the, the Sarah Ryder vibe works super well for like where you are in the story. Cause it's like, yeah, you weren't supposed to be a pathfinder. Like you're just kind of a failed daughter who is on this (laughs) because like your dad fucked up all your other career options. And this is like the only place that would really like have you. So it's like, okay, well, I'll be on a Pathfinder team, and all of a sudden you're like, in charge of I, everything.
0: I guarantee that Ryder smells like weed twenty four
1: seven. Just yeah, the cat just being like in their research notes, like, hmm, their their Pathfinder exudes a strong musk. This must be a sign of leadership within their species. <laughs> Um, yeah,
2: so, um, you head down to Eos, uh, which is the first planet they tried to colonize, Mm -hmm. um, and there were two failed
1: colonies on this planet. Called Promise Um, and Resilience. I do think it's a a good gag to have your second tribe be called Resilience, and that fucking fails too.
2: (laughs) Have it get fucking worse.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um,
2: you go down there um the whole place is covered in fucking radiation mm-hmm. you have to have like special shields set up all around your outpost um and and they need constant maintenance yeah. to keep everybody safe um you go through that world you can find little um your dad left you a little present with sam mm-hmm. uh which is to say he left his memories there but he won't let you see them until you do enough pathfinding <laughs> it's so stupid <laughs>
1: Um, I, I yeah. do want to note at this point that, like, this is one of the places where Andromeda is definitely a lot different in the trilogy. Because Eos is the mm-hmm. first of the big open world planets. Um, and instead of having yeah. these, like, narrow, like, corridor based missions, um, there's a lot of open world driving in your car, uh, which Molly dearly loves. It's called the Nomad. I
2: love this. I love this car.
3: Yeah. It's, it's
0: called the, it's called the nomad because unlike the Mako, it makes me Because no it's fun to drive instead of bad. Uh-huh. No not, not Keep going. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you can explain it a little more. Like not
2: mad.
1: Okay. Like
0: no mad. Okay, I think I got it now.
2: Oh, okay. Like you're not mad. Yeah.
0: Like I'm not mad. Like no
1: mad. Nomad oh, here. That's good. <laughs> nomad heroes. <God. laughs> <laughs> um yeah the, the open world stuff is pretty shitty um there's a lot of like yeah, I random was, i was
2: begging for corridors there's
1: a lot of like, random little side quests and tasks which like i guarantee you we are going to talk about one percent of the side quests in this game at most because so many of them are just like you see an indicator on a map you go there you find 10 guys things. and you scan two things and it's like bum um it's super busy work. I, All the open world shit sucks. And that's the that's the thing. Um
0: and maybe this is like uh, just to pull from our earlier conversation about how much I like fantasy, but like I played Dragon Age Inquisition, mm-hmm. which is the I believe the immediately prior video game from Bioware yeah. that also introduced like or maybe not introduced I don't remember if the old older Dragon Age ones were also open world not really. in this way. But Inquisition definitely has this style of open world of, like, there are, like, 12 or 18 or whatever there are big maps. And you run around and you do side quests and stuff in the big maps. Yeah,
1: it has that, like, Ubisoft contemporary open world design where it's, like, there's a bunch of towers on the map and you unlock them. And unlocking each one of them will tell you what, like, side quests are in that area. And you, like, clear off the map of icons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I found that
0: uh, it's been, like, a couple years now since I played that one. But I remember that one being way more compelling. Yeah. Uh, even even the nothing things that were checking things off no, um, it's to just really a certain good. extent. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that one. And then this is just so, like, the thing I keep saying is soulless. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no character to the worlds or to the objectives. Yeah.
1: And I just... So many of the side quests... I'm not at all compelled to do them. You you really get the sense that it was just, like, the narrative designers were told, like, okay, we need 10 side quests for this world. Just bang them out. Just, like, give us 10 ideas and give us some basic dialogue for them and make sure that they are things that can be accomplished by just, like, driving your car to two or three places and killing some dudes yeah. and scanning some guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. The combat is really good, years, though. You...
2: The combat's really good. I like the combat in this game a lot. I know, Nora, you do not think so. Uh,
0: I mean, I'm not gonna say it's bad. Like, I use an ability, it makes a sound effect every single time, which is not <laughs> something I can say about the Mass Effect trilogy. Uh, um, but, like, my biggest problem with the Mass Effect Andromeda combat is that I basically... I There were two parts of the game. Mm-hmm. There was the part where, oh, I have lift and throw, uh, and also shockwave. And that's like, okay, I'm doing cover shooting. I'm, like, yanking people out and throwing them. And this is okay. And then at some point I just switch to, okay, I have um, shockwave. And then that primes them because it lifts them up into the air. Mm-hmm. And then I charge them. And then if I need to, I hit... The other button to do Nova on my way down. And that's my, that's what I do. That's my combat is I hit, yeah. I hit those buttons and then back up and shoot or get cover or do whatever I need to do to stay safe. And that's fun. I'm like playing with these powers is fun, but I didn't need to change anything. Like the, the gimmick with Sam is that you can switch profiles and like, oh, like, remember the classes from mass effect what if you could be all of them and switch between them it's like i don't need to do that mm-hmm. and the idea of re points and like changing all the stuff around it's like that's so much busy work to just find another dominant strategy that i won't feel like changing for like several missions in a row yeah. and so uh, i think See, the thing is i think that's sick sure uh i don't know i uh, nothing ever made me think ah well this isn't this is not a fight for a biotic this is a fight for you know uh that part's or definitely something. true
1: like, and like in that first habitat seven mission where like alec is leading the team to that terraforming yeah. place, like they have him just like tell sam like okay give me engineer profile give me vanguard profile and it's supposed to be a thing that like shows how badass he is. But like you're not incentivized to play that way ever in the game, right? You are just effectively picking which of the six original classes you want to go into, and it's just a little more freeform than it would be otherwise.
0: I don't think you can switch like on the fly like nope. that either. You can, can you? only
1: switch it to Tempest.
0: Right. So is a new Normandy, it's
1: the same thing as a Normandy. Wait.
2: I thought you could switch in... Like, you can't switch in combat, but you can switch on the field, I'm pretty sure.
1: Oh, like when it was loadout stations? Maybe. Yeah. I I never did that, um, but it's possible. Um,
2: Well, I mean,
0: I never changed it, but you can do it.
1: Okay, I trust you.
0: Well, the thing thing is that, like, one of my favorite games of recent memory is Code Vein, which is a game that draws heavily from, like, Dark Souls and has uh, a blood code... Mechanic where you can like change your build, you just it just changes what all your stats mm-hmm. are. Um, and so it, you don't have to put points into your different stats. You're like, I'm gonna equip the the berserker uh blood code, and now that will change my strength to a and then etc. Yeah. Um, and like I did swap that a lot when I played Code Vein because I was like, oh, this boss fight, I'm getting my ass handed to me, I'm going to switch to holding a big hammer mm-hmm. and uh, I'm gonna focus on dodging everything and just getting a one good hit in when I can because I can't rely on like multiple hit attacks or whatever yeah. um, as an example and like in that game it felt really cool to just switch up my play style like I went from a heavy melee build to a pure spellcaster build for the final boss because I that's just what I needed felt I needed to Pretty do sick. Um, and so like to have this kind of get teased here as a similar concept and then never feel incentivized no, I, to tr- to like that. mess with that was like
1: and it's, it's, it's and still it it's it, not that big it, of a change from the trilogy like fundamentally it is yeah, the combat yeah. of Mass Effect 3 but you have cool jump they jets now jump. the combos feel better and there are more defensive options out of cover um which like those are incremental changes except for a jump jet one which like does allow for a lot of really cool stuff but it's it's still just kind of like the same combat system refined a little bit mm. and my biggest my biggest
0: my act my only like big complaint is i want the button to say hey drac use your use your concussive blast on this guy at this point yeah um that's what I miss the most. Um, and I'm not saying that the combat is like bad. I'm just saying that it's like, like most things in this game. It's just
1: not very compelling for mm-hmm. me. Um, yeah. and so I, I will uh, it was, say it's, it's still the combat is a lot better, I think, in the multiplayer. Um, mm. because like that is a series of well-defined maps that repeat and are designed as these like multiplayer arenas. So you will learn Mm -hmm. what, like, the cover points are. You will learn what the spawn points are. And I remember it just being so fun during that to just know how to traverse a map super efficiently to, like, not leave myself exposed at any point and just get a bunch of kills on the way. Whereas a lot of the single-player environment designs as far as, like, these combat rooms just kind of sucks ass. A lot of time you can't tell what's supposed to be cover. And you can't do a lot of that, like, moving around between... Uh, position stuff because it's like, well, uh, if the thing that you're moving towards turns out not to be covered, then you're kind of fucked, that you gotta restart.
0: Yeah. Uh, the a good early example of that is like on EOS when um, you meet up with some people, and then you're on one side of this little divide, and then there's like a bunch of rocks on the other side, and then some drop ships come down. Like you're supposed to just take cover and start shooting. Mm-hmm. But I kept wanting to like hop over and like get in the mix, and that was not a good no. idea, because it, it's just really unnecessarily difficult if you take that approach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> last level of the game had better, I had a better time with that, of, like I was moving around a lot, but that's also because there was a giant robot shooting lasers at me all the time, so I had to keep moving. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, you do have to keep moving when you're fighting architects.
1: Yeah. Um, um, do you want to get back to, like, I don't know. I... what happens on ES? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get back to, like, what happens on ES? Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, so you there, you start Eos with, like, three party members, who are Cora and Liam, who we mentioned, and Vetra, the Turian girl. And then you also mm-hmm. meet uh, your Krogan fella, Drek and uh <laughs> Drak is an all-timer bro he's he's good king um i i'm not like super thrilled with him because like he feels like okay let's just kind of rehash what people liked about the previous krogan squad mates which to be clear like rex an all-timer uh grunt an all-timer and Drak isn't like a carbon copy of the two but it's still just very much like okay well we know what people like in krogan squad mates let's just kind of play the hits Um, So it's very unambitious, but, like, it leads to a character that's really fun to have around. I I don't even think I
2: agree with that. I think he's much better than
3: that. Yeah?
1: He's he's a cool
2: grandpa.
0: The part where he's, like, even older than Rex is very fun. Um, I think that Drac really shines when you have him and Vetra together, especially as you're doing Vetra's loyalty mission. (laughs) Because they just trade parenting, like, advice. (laughs) Because Drac just keeps like they're commiserating because vitra doesn't have children but she has like a younger sister and she's kind of like the mother figure for the sister and then at one point she's like com- talking about how much sid doesn't like her or the way that she like takes care of her and drag's like did she pull the you're not my real mom card yet No, not not this time <laughs> and then drac's like yeah you're fine
2: <laughs> i had a lot of fun with Drak and pb because yeah. Drak is like okay you don't have a dad you need a dad <laughs> and it's um, very funny pb
1: is the asari party member that you also find
2: yeah who you also recruit on EOS? yeah um
1: Drack is like um,
2: she likes ruins yeah she's she's also an but archaeologist but she's not a dork but she's a dork. She's, if, she's a brat. If Liara is a dork. Then I guess that makes PB like a nerd. If you want to make a differentiation, mm-hmm. but they're... I think
0: li- I think Liara is more of a nerd and a dorky nerd, and then PB seems like kind of a dweeb.
1: She, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's dorky nerd versus bratty dweeb. Um, yeah, PB's like yes. definitely rude. She does a lot of like you know oh. Don't expect me to stick around. I'm always one foot out the door because I don't do commitments and it's like obvious from moment one that she's like you know saying that as a defense mechanism and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. I really like her. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah I like her a I lot. know she's like a very hit or miss character with a lot of people because like she's pretty abrasive. Um, she has like big uh, girl who has BPD that you really like but is also really exhausting energy. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, she. I I romanced her at this time, and I'm happy with that decision. Um, um,
2: I tried to romance her, and it just it simply did not work. Just, the game said no.
1: No, it just like not. It just the didn't. Quest.
2: It just didn't. It didn't do a romance scene for me. I don't know what I did wrong. <laughs> Nora, Nora read me the requirements yesterday, and I did literally all of them, <laughs> no. and it just didn't happen.
0: I okay. So a thing that happens multiple times in this game is that the game will give you a new mission mm-hmm. and not tell you about yeah. it. Um, and so I actually checked before one of the f- before the first of the two final missions uh to, just to check, and I was like, "Oh, I have a vetra mission."
2: Yeah, yeah. I okay. We gotta I, buzz through stuff if we're gonna keep this oh God, in a yeah. in a uh, well meaning time here. So, uh, you have two options after Eos, uh, you, f- so what you find on Eos is another terraforming thing, and you're like, oh, this one has a map to another planet, which I believe is Vold, Voeld, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and, or it's, no, it goes to Aya, um, or the planet that Aya, the city is on, yeah. uh, and you go over there, and you land, and you meet the Angara, who are like, hey, why'd you land your ship here in our fucking city, asshole? Uh, and you're like, listen, I have a very good explanation for this. It's because I was getting shot at. Um, and you talk to them and they say, okay, well, we're not going to let you look at our vault because our vault is secret and you can't know about it. Yeah. Uh, but if you go help us on Vold and Havarl, then we might let you look at our cool vault. They're
1: they're the native people of the Helios Cluster and, um.
2: But there's not very many of them left.
1: No, they kind of got fucked over by the Scourge and then like even more fucked over by the the cat. cat um yeah
2: they they have uh been through some tough times yeah
1: um there's a lot of weird stuff with the angara um i i don't think that they commit super hard to the sort of like you know you know like the the turians are like the disciplined military people right and the salarians are the the sort of like you know quick talking quick thinking nerdy people right they don't commit to yeah. a lot of that with the angara like they are, su- they have big families and they are supposed to be like open with their emotions, but there's not. Yeah, but you don't get a lot of that. No, there's, there's not a lot there. Um, they're, I like their visual designs. Um, but it is also this thing where it's like, oh, you, you look like you could just be a Milky Way species in Mass Effect. Like,
2: they look like, they look like Twi'lek. Yeah. I thought they were Twi'lek for a minute.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize that their Leku were like joined to the sides of their neck until I played the game. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, they they just look like <laughs> I I
1: I think just to to quickly like kinda follow up on that point, so much of this game like is trying to convince you that this is like breakthroughs and like nothing you've ever seen before. But it's like all of this shit could've happened in a Milky Way. Like the cat and the Angara could have been Milky Way Mass Effect Aliens All the planets that you discover, like, there's at least one point where one of your squad mates will be like, wow, I've never seen anything like this. And it shows you, like, a panorama of, like, the most basic-looking planet in the world. And they just had these ideas throughout that, like, this is going to be groundbreaking and, like, nothing you've ever seen before. And they just could not deliver on that.
0: You know how many times they say the word pioneer in this fucking game? Uh,
1: Twelve. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, not great. So, uh, on Aya, yeah, they, they like tell you that, okay, help us do stuff on other planets and maybe we'll think that you're not just like the cat again. Um. Yeah. Despite having
2: already met humans.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, anyway, uh, so I went to Vold next, which is the snow planet. That's right. um, and you uh you land there you help the um resistance who are the people fighting the cat um the cat have a very big presence on this planet and on Vold there's also um a cat like reeducation facility mm-hmm. uh and you go in there eventually um and you you break that whole thing up uh but then you learn that the cat aren't actually well they are their own people but what they do is they take other species and they steal their genetic code and then they turn them into cats damn
1: that's the first time something like that's happened in mass effect <laughs>
2: damn yeah it's uh so definitely not funny. like a million other people in this have done it's this it's just
1: the reapers it's just the protheans um and the the remnant are just the stuff with like ancient alien tech you know the the protheans again it's like yeah. there are just no new ideas here <laughs> No, it's there's all the one, same shit. There's
0: one new idea. What's that new idea? Um, which the idea that the remnant made the Angara. Yeah, because it's it's flipped because now it's or it's synthetic life creating organic life.
1: Yeah. That, however, is something that shows up in, like, the last 5% of the game and does yes, not have any true. time to sink in whatsoever. <laughs> <is not> <laughs> so it's like, oh, cool. They literally don't mention it again
0: outside of the scene yeah. where they find it out.
2: They're like, we will not be getting to this. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I think um, one yeah. of the characters even says, like, I don't know that they're ready to learn about
1: this.
2: <laughs> you go, should we tell Joel?
1: Uh Jahl, wonder- who
2: is your Angarn party member who you pick up yeah. on Aya
1: um he is like for five minutes this kind of like cool standoffish guy who's like very warily testing you and whatnot and then he just collapses into like every bioware character which is like he's friendly and he's like snarky and he's act he's like tough and cool but he's actually just like a big nervous dork underneath it
2: he's like bro i got two moms a lot of brothers and sisters and a million emotions
1: yeah um he's and i don't
0: understand what what is shoots and ladders <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> No yes yes extremely
2: i've
1: heard your people speak of a man named little homie gay ass who is he <laughs> and how may i meet him
2: um, so you find out that revelation about the cat on Vold. Jal is, uh, appropriately disgusted, um, mm-hmm. as are the rest of the Angaran people. Yeah. Um, and then you're like, okay, well, we got to put that on the back burner cause they're going to do that to everybody unless we kill all of them. Yeah. So
1: there, there um, is a choice at the end of that mission. Mm-hmm. Cause like you went there oh. to save the, the like spiritual leader of the Angara people. It was called the Mushai. And she's like, yes. what you need to do is just blow this facility the fuck up. And is like, wait, but we need to like save the people who are here. Like the the Angara who are currently like waiting uh that cat catification process which is called exaltation. Exaltation. And like the cat who's in charge of this facility, she's like, wait, 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 if you leave it operational, I can release the current crop of Angara and just let you escape with them. Um, and so you have to make the choice of, do you blow up the facility and condemn the Angara who are already here to die? Or do you leave the facility operational for future stuff, but save the ones who are currently here? Jal gets mad at you if you choose the latter. The Moshe gets mad at you if you choose the former.
2: Guess what? But only only that a few minutes. shit up. Blew that shit yeah. up? that shit up. What the fuck is wrong with you, Jaw? You can't do that. So you can't life? just leave it operational. You your fucking shit.
0: Your options are to either blow up the concentration camp or just <laughs> evacuate it and let it keep running so that more people, dif- but different people, will be hurt by it. Just like, like what the
1: fuck Wag doll? your finger at the cat and be like, alright, and don't concentrate any people in this camp again, you hear me?
2: <laughs> and they're like, oh we will. <laughs> yeah,
1: don't worry. They, they literally tell you they
2: will. <laughs> It's not even like, look, we're gonna... They're like, but this is a holy place for us. And you're like, I don't... It's a concentration camp, my friend. Buddy.
1: Yeah, my... my. And then
2: you shoot that guy in the fucking face.
1: Yeah, my my writer just, like, made decisions based on, like, not wanting to get yelled at by whoever was the most important person in front of her. Uh, so it's <laughs> like, okay, Moshe, I think, outranks Jaw. Great, we're going with the Moshe here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Great, we're going with Moshe here.
1: <laughs> Great.
2: Um yeah, so that all happens. Um yeah, it's uh pretty it's a pretty easy choice, I will not lie to you. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and then you go to Havaral, uh which is a jungle planet that the Angara live on.
1: Yeah. It's it's um, where they supposedly came here? from. Um there's not much like major here. Like the main plot line of this one is that like the planet looks, you know, like pretty cool. It's it's a bunch of like, you know, bioluminescent, like blue and purple um you know plants and whatnot um it's one of the more interesting planet designs that they have which isn't saying a lot but it's like oh despite this place being like lush and teeming and all that it's actually dying slowly because like the vaults have been fucked up um and you just like fixed vaults and like help the angara like you know reclaim this ancestral home of theirs which is you know it's nice but it's like very slight you know and then they go, hey,
2: you can live here if you want. Yeah,
1: you, you can just, like, bring over some research teams and just, like, live with us. But that's, that's and you're like, oh, okay, cool. That's the only one of these planets that you explore that you don't get to start your own colony on. Um, yeah,
2: on Eos and Vold, you also get to start your own outpost yeah. colony on.
1: In Eos? Um,
2: there is also a choice when you make that outpost on Eos. They're like, okay, this is a big deal. This is our first outpost. You're making a statement. Do you want to pick military or science? Uh, and I was like, I think we'll just go with the science, please.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, and then naturally, the guy in charge of the military is like, "What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah.
0: If would you like to know what happens if you pick military? I would love to know." There's a point at, in the end game where you hear a, a bunch of your allies on the radio uh, during the big, big end game mission, yeah. and if you have, if you made a military outpost there. That military guy will also be in the fight, and you'll hear his voice on the radio.
1: Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Um, there's definitely like very little. Th- like the outpost looks the exact same. The same NPCs are yeah. there. Um, and in general, like one thing I just want to quickly call out is how absolutely dog shit ugly all the architecture is in this. It just really like lays bare that like it's
2: all just boxes. It's
1: all just fucking like. What if you made the entire galaxy out of shipping containers? Um, yeah. And it just really lays bare, like... I guess like, that makes sense. ...how, like, barren the idea of the initiative is. It's like, we have a right to put shipping containers on all these planets, okay?
2: <laughs> well, I think there's also the fact, like, I-, I think there is an idea, like, listen, the first stuff we put down is gonna be very basic, mm-hmm. and then we can start building actual, like, stuff. Yeah. Possibly. But yes, the Angara
1: architecture doesn't, doesn't mean look Aya much looks better. Good. No, I is good. Eh, it's it's kind of just the same shit, just like with some cool awnings. I don't know about that. I, I don't. Think I think so. that like in general, think, the architecture in this like looks pretty bad. I mean, it's
0: not amazing. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, uh, Aya looks like the the place where you have the. The chase with the specter in. Uh, Shadow Broker? Uh, Shadow Broker.
2: It looks like Ilium. Yeah. Yeah, it might look like an Ilium.
1: Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, but yeah. Um, so after Vold and Hvarl, you can get the next. Um, Two open world planets and also the next big plot mission. <laughs>
2: uh yes. Is is the next big plot so, mission on Kadara or is it the Archon vessel?
1: It's the Archon vessel. Okay. Well, there's
0: also um on Havarl is where you where I met. I don't know if this can be started elsewhere, but I met a Turium. Yes. And he was like, uh the Ark got fucked up, but we're here. Yeah. We made it some of us he's
1: like this oh
0: is that where that starts
1: yeah he's a guy named mason barrow he's like the second to the turian pathfinder he's a specter and he's like the turian pathfinder's bodyguard and boyfriend and um there's just like quest lines throughout the game where it's like eventually occasionally i will pick up leads and what you ultimately end up finding because like Nora, i think you didn't like get the end of this one is that right that's yeah, right. so what happens at the end is you find the an Ark, and it's just, like, completely fucked. Nobody's there anymore. And you're there with uh, this Mason guy. No, sorry, uh, Avidus. Mason is the, the boyfriend. Mason, yeah. And no. he's like, oh, well, well, Mason can't be dead, because his Sam hasn't transferred over to me. Um, and it turns out that he just, like, died mid-transfer, so it didn't go through and avidus is like really fucked up about it and he's like i don't know if i can go on and do this like i'm not supposed to be a pathfinder i always work solo and also like i just learned that my boyfriend died and i'm really you know he's
2: well he like explicitly says i don't want to be a leader that is not what i signed yeah. up for
1: and you can either like tell him like you know buck off the terrain's need a pathfinder or you can do what i did which is just tell him to be like look do what you got to do and Editarians don't have a pathfinder for the rest of the game.
2: Yeah, I just told him I just told him, like, I'm not gonna make you take the job, dude. Like, if you if you really don't want it, it's not gonna help anybody by making you do it. Yeah, I'm sure you would uh, suck ass at and it. And then And then the mission just ends and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. That's I guess that's how that would go. Yeah.
1: Um Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the There being pathfinders in the game is important for one thing at the end because everything that everything at the end of the game that is impacted by your decisions or your like the way you've played the game or the way that you have guided people through uh, and pathfinded uh, is like the most minor shit in the Mm -hmm. world because um, there's a character who dies unless you have four living pathfinders in the initiative who's that oh who is it it's the captain of the hyperion
1: oh good thing i don't care about that's her that's what
2: affects that yeah sorry captain dunn yeah shit i don't care about you she got fucking yeeted out of that chair <laughs> she got yeeted out the chair she
0: dead <laughs> as shit uh, uh she, yeah. she apparently she survives if you have four living pathfinders
2: why would that be connected why whatever, yeah whatever. Video great, games. great great question. why would
1: they do that for captain dunn who you like talk to you for five minutes at the start of the game and then they bring her back like 80% of the way through And are like, hey, remember her? And it's like, yeah. no. Nope. And you're like, nope. no. Nope. Cannot tell you a single Not personality really. trait she has.
2: Anyway, um, let's go to Kadara. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the, which is the um, planet full of smugglers and thieves and the exiles, who are people who were living on the Nexus, but tried to do a mutiny and got kicked out. Yeah i'll um, we'll
0: never find a more wretched hive of scum and
2: villain it's extremely that i just didn't know the quote. they did a
1: mutiny because like for the year before you showed up like everything was fucked resources were dwindling none of the colony attempts were working and they were just these guys who were like hey we we want to change in leadership we want like a different plan because this shit isn't working and then the nexus administration was just like hey krogan's do you want to maybe like uh quell this riot with deadly force <laughs> and if you do we pr- and
2: they were like yeah,
1: we promised uh, that we're going to give you more of like a say in local government and the krogan's were like yeah okay and then of course uh dina went back on that promise and the krogan's immediately fucked off too
2: naturally the solarian in charge said jk bro i didn't actually mean that and then they were like okay i guess we'll go start our own fucking colony you asshole yeah. Um, because every Solaria is a piece of shit and there's no exception to this rule. Sorry. They all suck. Your faves your faves are trash.
3: Yeah.
0: That one Kirahe was okay. Yeah, fuck Kirahe. Fuck him. I don't care. Hero protagonist killed I'm gonna, him.
1: I'm gonna drop nuclear bombs on Kirahei's head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Too late. I, <laughs> I
2: just love the posturing of like, well, you guys drop nukes on each other as if every human didn't as if we didn't do that we we did that guys we blew up anyway yeah um so you go to kadara uh where you meet the suave uh mr reyes um who the game desperately wants you to flirt with yeah just they want you to flirt with him so bad it's also uh, it's and- also
1: really funny because there's like this mention that like okay well there's two factions of outlaws here one of them is called the outcasts they're like the the ones that are in charge led by this former nexus security woman named sloan kelly and there's a collective who are led by this mysterious man named the charlatan and who could it be oh we don't know anything about it. Is it even a man it could be anything and it's like it's obviously reyes from reyes. from the it's moment you see him, it, it's like oh i wonder who on this planet might call themselves the charlatan is it the guy <laughs> who's just doing like every stereotypical like you know uh, Latin American trope of like being This like suave and and You know dashing lover man It's like hmm is he the Charlatan could be And then, yeah he is
2: yeah Um but He has you do a bunch of missions with Him um to Try and like take back The planet from Sloan yeah. and then Eventually after you go to a party and Get shit face drunk on Sloan's chair That is a good scene um it's a great scene. I love that part. It was very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but you eventually get a message from Sloane who's like, hey, I was just given a message to just come do a, like a showdown with the charlatan. Uh, do you want to come with me and watch? And you're like, yeah, dude. Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, and I then didn't you go down get there. this
1: mission. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. This is, this is the, like, the ending of what happens on Kadara. You have the choice to save Sloane from like uh, a sniper that Reyes has in place and to side with her or to not save her and side with Reyes. And here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, Sloane leads the outcasts, Reyes is a collective. Can you tell me, either of you, what the difference is between those factions? What the ideology is? Um, um Sloane's in charge of one. Mm-hmm. She's mean. And Reyes is like, he's nice to you. And, and he's like, he he flirts with you a lot.
2: Right, that's why I trust Sloan. Yeah. <laughs> cuz she hates me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, g- um, good judgment on her part, frankly. Yeah, really. Um but it's um, it's it's such yeah. a it's a, a conflict that is like utterly denuded of stakes cuz it's it's not like okay, well, I support the goals and the, the ideas and the methods of the outcast versus the collective. You can only get a little hint of information on that if you dig through, like, side NPC dialogue. Otherwise, it's just an entirely, like, personality-based choice.
0: Yeah. It's... One of the enemy types for outlaws is called an anarchist. <laughs> That's true.
1: Not great. Um, also, if you choose Reyes, and thus a collective, then he does not bring up at all the fact that, like, you have killed 500 of his guys while doing open-world missions. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, no, I'm I just,
3: just fuck you. Go?
1: You can kill 500 more of my guys, just chill.
3: Um,
2: so eventually, it, when you complete that mission, you can settle Kadara. You can make a settlement there. <laughs> it's just... <laughs>
0: It doesn't matter how difficult colonization has been for the Nexus, for the initiative. It doesn't matter how few humans are even alive or, you know, awake yeah. in the Helios cluster. There will always be a sizable enough population that you can drive over that hill <laughs> and a dropship <laughs> full of nameless outlaws with shitty guns will drop out will come and from yeah and sam will say that technology is not registered with either the initiative or the <laughs> the, the like collective or whatever yeah. and it's like it, no matter how desperate sort of, like life is there will always be enough people that there will be 8 to 10 <laughs> guys with guns willing to shoot you to the death over your car yeah
1: i, I am, i'm yeah. just gonna drive my car into like who are among the last survivors of humanity in this cluster
2: no they're just the exiles it's fine it's fine it's fine they're they're called exiles that means that um, they don't exist basically god
1: so um that that does remind me though about like the mat the, the andromeda initiative's government is really fucked like we've just been mentioning throughout like director tan is like written as this like obviously like self-aggrandizing self-serving guy um but there's also like this quest early on that you get at the nexus where people are basically protesting to be like hey um none of our family have been like woken up from cryo um and it's been like over a year now and they keep saying that like resources are tight but like you know they can't just do this to us forever and you can either like have that protest put down with armed force or you can tell the initiative government to like no uh, accede to their demands wake these people up from cryo and like resources are going to have to be rationed even more uh thinly for a while and i remember this moment where like director tan scolds you if you choose that second one and he's like oh now we're setting a pro up uh, uh, a precedent that protesting is how you get what you want and it's like yes
2: <laughs> yeah dog <laughs> yes if you have yes, like literally i yes. mean
1: it's because this game like has a shitty engine it can only render like four npcs at a time it's the most it's a really that shittily intended- is
2: so fucking funny there's like seven people yeah there.
1: there's seven people there and they all have the most awkward looking faces ever but it's like no if you have a mass movement then like yes the government should be responsive to it like they they should be willing to make these choices based on, like, what the people that they're in charge of want to do. Um And it's just so weird that, like, you can get one over on Director Tan by just, like, being mean to him or, like, snubbing him for the glory at certain points. But he just remains in charge the whole way through, you know?
2: Yeah, you can't get rid of you him. You can't
1: get rid of him. You can't do anything to the fact that, like... The initiative is just trying to set up another shitty like council type government um and it's just like really unambitious and pessimistic about all that
2: yeah
1: last open world planet is eladin
2: elad aladdin Aladdin. eladon eladon from
1: order of the stick (laughs) yes eladrin
0: uh elantris (laughs) <laughs>
2: oh no yeah so oh, no. the
1: thing about this planet is that if you go on there and you stub your toe then you're fucked forever um yeah that's so yeah.
2: true uh this is the desert this one's the desert planet <laughs> to be clear um, three the... of them are the
1: desert planet
2: well this one's really the desert planet. <laughs> it's the hot one this one's more of a dry heat yeah 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 Um, this is the one where the Krogans landed, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna make a colony here named New Tuchanka. It's gonna be Tuchanka.
1: And, like, Um, they can- their, like, physiologies can tolerate higher temperatures than the other, uh, Andromeda-initiative species, so it's like, no, we're just chill here. We're fine.
0: We're just vibing, bro. Which is kind of a- kind of a power move of, like, yeah, if you wanna fuck with us, I guess come on, but, like, we don't need- Shielding or like special suits to just live here. Yeah. We're big and tough, yeah. and we can we can stand in the open sunlight no problem. Like it's
2: it's a... and also the genophage has already started fixing itself over the six hundred years that we were in stasis. So like <laughs> what?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Did you not catch that? No, they were doing like yeah. Drac tells you that his clan has a mutation that has started working on the genophage already, and
1: they've been doing like gene therapy while they were in cryo to like accelerate that. So I think it's, like, 4 yeah. out of 100 um, young will... Yeah, it's will. 4% yeah. now. It was, Instead like, less than 1% before. before. Yeah. Um, so it's fixing itself. Yeah.
0: I... I, <laughs> I mean,
1: cool, I guess, but... <laughs> I, I do <laughs> yeah. think that, like, Elodin is a planet that, like, really lays bare, like, how little pathfinding you actually do. Because, again, like, not only is every planet that you go to already settled by someone, or at least attempted to be settled... But it's also just like, yeah. well, how do you raise the habitability rating of these? Some of it you do by just like completing open world quests that like nudge it up by two percent. But you better believe that you can get to the point where you can make a sustainable outpost on every planet by just finding the vault, pressing the buttons in that vault using your SAM, and activating the climate controls that the remnant left over. Bro, when over. I
2: press when I press the AC button on this planet, it's gonna be so good. Yeah. <laughs> I turned on the air conditioning, and now it's only like thirty-eight degrees Celsius instead of fifty, and it's all good. And you have
1: to wonder what the plan uh, was for path fighting if, like, there weren't these no magic s- buttons well, that could just terraform everything.
2: The I think the thing is that they aren't supposed to be this bad. Yeah, I think I think that like either the scourge fucked them up or the remnant, I guess, fucked them up. Yeah, uh but I think it was probably the scourge. I think that's the implication. It's probably the
1: scourge. Yeah. Um. Um
2: but yeah so you uh turn off the a- you turn on the ac for Eldon, uh you talk to the krogan who are having a little tiny just a just little civil war mm-hmm. uh just you know like as a treat and then um you solve that one for them and then um they're like okay well you can like live on the
0: planet i guess it's cool
3: yeah
0: do you want to talk about the krogan women let's do it at this point I don't have, like, a ton to say besides,
2: like, why did you give them all gay man voices?
0: (laughs) Because Krogan are so manly, even the women are men. It's so, it's so, because,
1: like, I think Kesh, who's one of the main female Krogan in this game, is voiced Mm -hmm. by a woman. Um, Why is, well, then why is that woman doing a gay man accent? What's going on here? I have no fucking idea. I think it's, it's, it's because, like, (laughs) that's just what it comes across when they're told to, like, make their voice, like, weird and stiltedly deep but the 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 I leader guess, of like they all have gay lists. yeah the leader of new tuchanka is this krogan woman named necwar morda um she's like a, a relation of your party member drac and she is just voiced by a cis guy doing like uh, a pitched down like gay man voice it's just like okay, like what the fuck? What if we gave a, a guy who owns a bookstore in the West Village uh, an unlimited supply of whippets and just made him <laughs> like this fearsome alien warlord?
2: Sick, uh, sick. Uh, put it, put it in the game. Make it happen.
1: Yeah, I have no. Because Eve didn't sound like that in Mass Effect Three.
2: Eve didn't sound like that. Eve was just Eve was just girl. Yeah, she just had a normal voice. It was, it
1: was it wasn't like a yeah. soprano voice, but like it was not weird in this specific way
0: it it's like because it's both of these characters it feels intentional
3: mm-hmm.
0: or like there was like a an effort made to have this be like this is new mass effect this is this is not a reboot but kind of a reboot of mass effect like all of the galactic politics of the old trilogy are are not relevant anymore. We have all the aliens you like, and they're all here in a new sandbox. We're telling a new story. You don't have to deal with any of the repercussions of the last trilogy. It's all this new stuff. We're giving Mass Effect a new face. This is the new what Mass Effect is and both of these characters sounding like this makes it feel like they intentionally put this forward as like, this is what the deal is now. This is what Krogan sound like now. So and I don't know what like the intent behind that is. Who or like made the this motivation. Choice? Um Who It just this? feels it just feels intentional, but also completely undirected. <laughs> yeah. Um or, or directionless, rather, not undirected. It kind of feels
2: like wouldn't it be funny if we did this thing, and it's like, no, not really, and they're like, okay, we're gonna do it, though.
1: Yeah, that's, that's yeah, it's,
0: it. Also, it's probably, it's probably nothing. <laughs> it's probably nothing, but it's so in my face that I couldn't help thinking about
2: yeah, it. Yeah, and also it's Bioware who uh, <laughs> we have to we have to interrogate.
0: <laughs> that's true.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah, so you, you fix uh, Eladon. It's fixed now. Yeah. You
1: can live there just, now. just, like, the main plot there is just that, you know, Uh, Morda is in charge of Nutuchanka and she's like, kind of an asshole. She hates the initiative very justifiably. Fair. And there's this guy named Jorgelstrux who's like, hey, she's gonna declare war on the initiative and lead us to ruin. And they're gonna, we're gonna like use this remnant ship drive core as a bomb. Um, and it turns out that he was actually the one who wanted to do that and he wanted to like set this up so that, you know, the two of you would think that the other was going to go to war with, you know, the initiative and New Tuchanka. It's such a weird double block. It's so weird and so silly. And did you guys get the the scene where uh, Morda and Strux do the little, like, Krogan martial arts battle against each other?
0: Yes! Yes! Oh yes. my god. It was just rock o Robots. It looks so fucking
2: stupid.
1: People complained a lot about the animations in this game when it came out, and- yeah, like, it's not great. Uh, the trilogy wasn't great. Like The trilogy wasn't great. I yeah. think
2: people forgot how bad the trilogy looks.
1: But, like, this is such a funny scene because it's the least, like, real-looking combat that I've ever seen. <laughs> I think, like, at one point, like, Strux just does a leap and plops on his back because he's been hit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well... I think this is what it would look like if two T-Rexes tried to do a boxing match. So, like, it's close. <laughs>
1: well, well, they had in in the trilogy an idea of, like, what Krogan physical combat and, like, physical shows of dominance look like. And it was just headbutting the shit out of each other. It was mostly other.
2: headbutting people because they got big heads. and It was great. It's cool. It's sick. We love a
1: Krogan. Um, but here they just did that really weird scene. Um, I encourage people to, like, look up a clip of it if, uh, if they can find it, because it's just, like, an extremely weird vibe. Yeah, if you
2: haven't seen it, you should go find it. It is- it's worth watching the Mm 30-second fight.
0: Speaking of Krogan headbutting, um, Drak had a really funny line just while I was driving talking to Vetra about, like, your forehead is so pointy; it would make for a really good Krogan headbutt. <laughs> 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 um, Having that focal point there, you'd make a lot of you make a lot of friends. Yeah,
1: God. Uh, so that's for um, the open world planets. Yeah.
0: That's it for the open world planets.
2: Uh, we go to the Archon's vessel because the Archon who's the big bad of this whole thing, has a special artifact we've learned that will lead us to Meridian, which is the central location that activates all these vaults. Because we can turn them on, but we don't have complete control over them, mm-hmm. and I don't know why we need it, but we can't let the cat have it, so we yeah. gotta go do it. And, and
1: you learn that like what the um, Archon wants is, um, he was sent here on a mission to just, like, okay, exalt everything you find in his cluster but he's kind of gone a little off the rails and become obsessed with like the remnant tech, and he says that what he wants to do with it is like, you know, if he can control the vaults, then he can just like make an ultimatum to everyone in a cluster to say, like, submit to Exaltation, or I'll just blow up your planets. Um but it's yeah. pretty clear that he just like wants to control the remnant for its own sake, and like his own guys are. He's just kinda horny like,
2: for the remnant. Yeah.
1: Um and unfortunately, they don't even make it like religious. Yeah.
0: It's supposed like to that, be, but it's not. Well, that would also be interesting. Yeah, because
1: but- like the, the, cat are a religious people. They talk like all the names of their like, uh, enemies that you fight are like chosen, anointed, destined, destined anointed, ascendant. Yeah. Um, but the specific, I think what you were saying, Nora, is that like the way that the Archon stuff interfaces with the remnant that's not religious at all there's like they have this faith that seems to consist of like you know bringing together the strongest traits of everyone and being like uh you know i think the archon calls himself like the inheritor of a thousand genetic lineages but none of that like actually relates to the remnant and none of it like informs how they relate to you except that it's just like okay well we want to exalt you I think that
0: there's yeah. something interesting about like the cat being this purely biological like uh, champion of like we see ourselves as like possessing the best of the best of all these other species and we have like like through biology and like science we have like shaped ourselves into this form and then to be confronted with an entirely synthetic form of life that can create organic life Life? yeah they can create organic life and can create these incredible machines that even the cat can't comprehend like coming face to face with like the reality of a of a type of being that is beyond you in some way when you consider yourself to be like the apex of all of these other lineages it would be a really interesting character note Mm -hmm. for him to like worship the remnant yeah you gotta
2: stop because you're (laughs) writing something interesting right now you gotta stop yeah (laughs) i I remember like somebody at bioware is tapping you on the shoulder like cut it
1: i remember watching this (laughs) video slightly before andromeda came out that was like developer diaries about the cat And first off, it was really funny that, like, the original designs they had for them were much more interesting, much less, like, standard Mass Effect guy. But they were just told by, like, you know, the game dev teams um, that, like, sorry, you know, we only have a certain amount of rigs. They have to be this shape. You can't do anything more exciting than that. And also, like, they keep talking in that video about how the cat are supposed to be, like, empathetic. And that just does not come across, they're just That doesn't come across Like, at all. straightforwardly, like, super evil, one-note, we want to convert you all. Even the ones that, like, um, like, the 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 primus, that, like, second-in-command that we've mentioned, who thinks that, like, the Archon is, you know, gone off the rails, it's not because he's being, like, too, like, cruel or megalomani- megalomaniacal or genocidal or anything, it's just because he's strayed from the mission to exalt everyone, right? So, it's there's no right. sense of, like, sympathy to them. There's no sense of, like...
2: You're off the path, bro. Yeah.
1: It, it's it's just extremely basic, like, you know, alien empire that wants everybody to submit. That's all it is.
2: Yeah. It's it's pretty boring. Um, um, I like that when you find um, all of the, um, like, cat journals at the end of the game where they're talking about each species individually. When you get to human, they're just like, well... They sure got a lot of emotions, don't they? <laughs>
0: oh, this come this is everything that has multiple species. Like Dungeons and Dragons. What are humans like main trade? Oh, they're so varied and diverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what humans are all about. They're adaptable and they can be anything and do anything. Because we've written all the other species to be one note. To be one note things.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so we can't be any of those things. Or we have to be better than those things. They're like, they don't live very long, though, so that
0: sucks. (laughs) They're very passionate, and they don't live very long, but they can do anything they set their
1: minds. to. I remember, I think it was a reply to a post that one of you two made um, about, like, Mass Effect shit sucking. And somebody mentioned that, like, in Mass Effect, like, humans are allowed to be whatever they want, but every alien is either just the one note that's hit by their culture or the opposite of that. Yes. <laughs> it's like the Turians are, like, yeah, really absolutely. disciplined and orderly and whatnot. Well, you can have that, or you can have Garrus, who is all about, like, uh these, rep- like, regulations are stopping me from killing everyone.
2: Well, he's just individually authoritarian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's still authoritarian.
0: I'm still waiting for, like, the like charming rogue solarium, <laughs> like, that, yeah, <laughs> no, no I, they nope. never wrote one of those not or anything. Like that. That, if I have to see another
2: solarium in my life, I'm fucking done. I quit video games forever, and I know I say this knowing that they're making a new Mass Effect that will have them in it, but I will be quitting video games. Forever. Hey, so
1: uh, what's the Archon's ship tethered to?
2: Oh, by the <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, I was so ex- okay. Here's here's my story. I went and found the Asari arc and the Turian arc before I did this mission. And I was like, shit, nobody's told me about the Salarian arc. I wonder if I can just avoid it altogether. <laughs> yeah. And then I went and did the next main mission, and they were there. I was like, fuck, goddammit. <laughs> because the Archon ship is towing the Salarian arc. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, imagine my surprise when I was like, oh, I'm not really interested in doing this Turian arc thing. That smells like side quest." I'm just going to keep going. Oh, Solarian? The only one I have to do is the Solarians? The only
2: one you have to do is Who, who <laughs> likes them? Who? I need to talk to everybody at BioWare. They need a talking to. Yeah.
0: So, um, You should yeah, have left so. them in the Milky Way.
3: <laughs>
2: they should have left them in the Milky Way. Not
0: great. Um,
2: let, so. let the geth have an arc. <laughs> they don't have anything to do with it. Well, they don't even they don't- have to go to sleep. Oh, you you meant bring the Geth instead of Salarians. Yeah, that'd be way more interesting, but this is still pre-Mass Effect 2, where you get your first Geth party member, so...
0: (laughs) Let the Geth, like, spy on the initiative and decide, oh, we want to do that, too, actually. That sounds fun. So, because uh.
2: your dad was inventing an AI, he had talked to the Quarians... Um about the geth. And I was really hoping that the guy that your dad would talk to would have said, Yeah, we kinda made a huge mistake when it came to the geth. But no, in fact, he says, like, yeah, we really should have killed him faster. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really trust AI. Like like
1: he quotes the (sighs) do these units have a soul line? And he without missing a beat, he's like, But how could they have a soul? That shit doesn't make sense.
2: We just made them up. I wanna again, just throwing my like you guys could have fixed it. You had Mm like Beautiful opportunity to not do this again And you just did it again
0: Imagine having Jarl say When you find out that the remnant Created the Angara Do we even have souls?
3: right? Imagine
0: having that reversal Yeah And like doing something with that He gets (laughs) over it in like 5 minutes Yeah he does
2: Anyway um, You go to uh, the Archon's vessel. You bust in there. You meet the Solarian Pathfinder, who's uh, all told a nice lady, mm-hmm. um, and you help go through there. You recover the artifact that is a star map to Meridian. Um, not before the Archon steals some of your juice, though. That's right. Yeah, he, he stops. He gives you, you juice. Somebody. No, he steals he- your juice to analyze. Yeah,
0: doesn't he t- give you a? Give doesn't he give you something?
2: No, he's just he's just sucking. He's not given.
0: I thought he injected you with something that was like affecting you in some way.
2: No, he can, he, he, he can he like he fuck he with you remotely later. Out of
0: you, I. I do also want to note that it's incredibly funny that you called it a star map because that's the, the relics that you're looking for in KOTOR. God. Well, you literally find a star map in... I know, but it's funny to <laughs> call it that specifically because, yeah. like, the, the Mass Effect is, well, we wanted, we liked making KOTOR, but we don't have that license anymore. I guess we'll do our own space
1: thing. And make it about guns.
0: <laughs> and make it about Welcome guns, but guns still about ancient
1: aliens. Um, yeah. So... What is the big binary choice in this mission? Um, do you want to go save the captured Krogan or the captured Solarians? Yeah. <laughs> Boy, there's they're, no choice here! They're, they're in the process of exalting Krogan, because there were a couple Krogan on the Solarian Ark. And you can either yes. choose to save those guys, or you can choose to save the Salarian Pathfinder and her squad. And
2: it's well worth noting that the um krogan that had been captured are drax like he has a scouting team that he leads and they are his people specifically they're they're his guys like Mm -hmm. he
1: specifically fucked off from the initiative like in big part because like all his guys were just not there
2: yeah
0: um so yeah i I immediately went to save drax guys easy Easy. i loved that because i made that choice and then it Loaded me into a tiny room with a single Krogan standing stock still, (laughs) speaking to me, Uh, and this happened multiple times. Speed it out, bro! (laughs) (laughs) It happened multiple times because I kept dying in this fight. It's like we're going to load you in a tiny room while the rest of the area loads, and this one guy standing just straight up in front of you is going to tell you what's happening, and then you're going to move past him and fight a bunch of cat but it was just very funny because that's where the checkpoint is is yes. just you're in this little room with a with a krogan guy
2: uh. and you're like hey man we're here to save you and he's like oh thank god I just made it out of there but my friends didn't so could you go get them uh, and you're like how did you get past the 400 guys and he's like don't worry about it
0: yeah um, they yeah, placed so- me here when they built the level <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: so you um you
1: you save the krogan guys mm-hmm. if you save the solarian guys you're a cop mm-hmm sorry mm-hmm. um also like Drak will get really upset at you if you don't save the krogan's and uh nobody will get mad at you if you don't save the Solarians. director Drac, will? i would never i would
2: never betray you like that um he's he's my dad do now. you want to
0: talk and also not saving the pathfinder leads to a like a better version of a, a scene at the end of the game that we'll get okay. to
2: isn't doesn't she live anyway
1: no no her her like captain second. of the, the ship the captain of the solar and oh well she's good fine. too so whatever <laughs> yeah um she was fine um yeah.
2: it's yeah so, oh i was gonna say do we want to just we're at the end of this game do we uh, want to go through loyalty
0: mission then- quickly Oh, God. Yeah,
1: well, let's do so loyalty hey, missions. Hey,
0: really guess how many loyalty missions I did how in many? this game? One. One. Guess yep. who it was? <laughs> it, was, it, vetra. was vetra. <laughs>
1: it was Vetra. It was Vetra. Okay, let's try to burn through these I know quick. this because I saw you post a clip. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's let's quickly talk about the party members that we haven't properly introduced yet. Uh, there's Korra. We didn't talk who's the about worst. Korra very much. Um, her deal when, once she gets over like being snubbed for Pathfinder stuff is that she is a human lady who has strong biotics and was sent uh, as like an adolescent to train with Asari commandos, and she, because she's insufferable, she is so fucking unbearable about it. Like every line of dialogue for her is just being like. As a huntress, oh, huntress, sorry, that's what we call ourselves. You might know us as Asari Commandos. A fucking...
2: Um, She extremely, extremely terrible vibes. The worst vibes.
1: She specifically has, like, hero worship of this, um, this, like, Asari Commando leader named Sarissa, who is here in Andromeda. She is the bodyguard to the Asari Pathfinder. And your loyalty mission for her is to check out the Asari Ark. Uh, When you get there, you find that Sarissa is out of commission. Uh, Or sorry, uh, the original Pathfinder is out of commission. Sarissa has taken over as Pathfinder. And she's got like a team of two people left. Um, It's like her, the captain of the Ark, and this girl named Vidaria who's like a rookie and really nervous. Whoa, you remember her name? Yeah. No, I, I like her. I like her during that mission because like her whole deal is that like she's like, I'm the second in command. And it's like, out of, out of two? And she's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so she's, she's like, just yes. like really nervous. Um, as you're going through the mission, she will like constantly radio you to be like, guys, I did it. I killed two cat. And you're like, good job,
2: buddy. <laughs> Um, the thing that bothers me about her is that she meets Korra and then Cora starts repeating the guidebook mm-hmm. that uh, Sarissa wrote to her. And she goes, oh, you're right. I should calm down instead of <laughs> punching her in the yeah. face, which is what she should have done.
1: It should just clearly be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like,
2: what is wrong? Like, yeah, I read the books. I'm a commando, you Like, ass.
1: Sarissa is literally there. She has told me this stuff already. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she is on this channel. You She's t- right there. <laughs>
1: um but i yep. i like her vibe where she's just like you know constantly checking in to be like hey i accomplished a really basic thing and you're like patting her on the head for it um yes that's if true. you keep encountering her after this mission uh because like spoiler you can either keep sarissa as a pathfinder or make her the sri pathfinder she loses all of that vibe immediately and like has no personality oh, no. afterwards great um, of course I mean, I left Sarissa as the Pathfinder because she made the
2: correct decision. Yeah.
1: So, like, here's here's was, what you find out, is that um, Sarissa um, was supposed to bodyguard her Pathfinder and chose not to in order to uh, safeguard this, like, data that she had gotten that could be the key to, like, really fucking up um, an entire cat fleet. Um, yes. And, I th- and also, I think it has to do
2: with traveling through the Scourge as yeah. well,
1: right? And I think that, like, yeah. if there's anything that you could say that Sarissa did wrong, it would be, like, prioritizing this data in a way that, like, really made them public enemy number one for this, like, cat hunting fleet. And has basically yes. just, like, made them spend this entire year in change in Andromeda just getting hunted by that cat ship over and over again to the point where there's, like, three of them left who aren't in Crya. Um, but letting her Pathfinder die, no, that was the right call in that specific moment
2: yeah it was extremely the right call
1: um if you're mad at her for something then it's for like attracting the cat attention but like there's really no guarantee that the cat wouldn't be doing that anyway so um yeah like cora feels like really betrayed and is like oh my god this this person that i looked up to i so can't much. believe she disobeyed a direct order because that's all i do is listen to direct orders and it's so fucked up because like with cora having this character of like hero worshiping this person and talking about like a sorry stuff a sorry stuff a sorry stuff 100 of the time um this would be an opportunity to have her realize like oh i can't just live my life like that right like i have to not trust in these manuals so much because like Noah Sari actually talks like that in this game. Um I need to like try
0: And every time she quotes it, everybody looks at her and goes, really? Yeah. <laughs> um but in in fact like I saw that clip where she's like, just so you know, PB, I'm not
2: appropriating <laughs> so, anybody's culture. So bad. And PB goes, what? Yeah.
1: <laughs> um because they weren't talking about but it. Here's the thing. If you decide to dismiss Sarissa as Pathfinder, then like the big, like triumphant moment that Cora gets is literally quoting Sarissa's own manual at her, and it's like, "Oh, oh congratulations, girl! You learn nothing." Oh my god! Worst character in the game, easily. Um, easily,
2: she's dog awful. shit. awful, rancid.
1: Um, let's talk about. <sighs> she's also the uh, you know
0: every every BioWare game has one. <laughs> it's the straight Butch
2: yes.
1: at the bottom of the straight she Butch is tier the list. Butch. Um. Yeah, she. I, I, one of you called her a gold star heterosexual, which is a powerful turn. That was me. Yeah, great
0: reply. <laughs> we love it. Um, I will say, mm-hmm. there was one crew member who I put at the bottom of the list under Cora. Oh, who? And I was so upset because at basically, like, the last thing you do in the game before you like go to the post game is. Here's a big room. Here's all your crewmates. Go talk to them uh, one at a time. And I realized at the end that I had only talked to nine people. Because who? Th- what the fuck am I going to do? Talk to Gil? <laughs> <laughs> I've f- fucking completely forgotten. I like, oh, a veteran will be the last character I talk to. And then I realized that Gil was still around. Oh, he sucks so much.
2: We have lost Gyark.
0: We have lost our backup. It's fine. Okay. It's fine.
3: about it.
1: Okay. Um,
2: I'm not worried about it. I said don't worry do about it. Do you wanna <laughs> talk about the next loyalty
1: mission? Yeah. See Liam. Uh
0: you wanna talk about Liam? Yeah. Because Liam is Liam is cool. Liam's like Liam. dudes rock. Yeah,
1: Liam is big dudes That's rock energy. <laughs> he's big like non-toxic masculinity energy. He is constantly taking off his shirt and offering you words of support.
3: He hates <laughs> his <a> shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he hates his shirt so at much. one
1: point on the tempest he, goes, he takes his shirt off and then like he never puts it back on, pretty
2: much somebody literally uh, when he's walking around the ship comments while he's wearing a shirt they go hey have you read like the wardrobe like rules for the ship because i don't think you have i keep seeing you without a fucking shirt on and he's like don't worry there's, about it bro i'm just chilling there's this scene so
1: liam um where lee you find liam and Joel both shirtless like looking at each other's armor and like Liam's just asking his like really probing and sensitive questions. And you're like, what the fuck dude? And they're like, no, 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 no. This is what we want. It's a good thing. Uh, we realized that we were trying to like shit talk each other and just like, do, you know, just like bro talk during missions. But like, we don't actually know enough about each other's cultures to like do that in an effective way. And without like, you know, We can't be sure that we won't, like, actually hit a really sensitive nerve unless we, like, pry at these questions and whatnot.
2: So they're just... Because he, yeah, he, like, says, I needed to do this because, like, the questions that the Nexus asks are not the questions that matter for what
1: we're doing. It's the most, like, intensive and well-thought-out, like, cultural exchange that happens in the entire game. And it is entirely because dudes rock and they want to, like, (laughs) call each other gay (laughs) on missions.
2: I, I... I do want to note, Liam is shirtless. Jal is butt-ass naked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is whole-ass, his dick is out. <gasps> or whatever he has. You don't see it. You he do get to like see his whole ass, though, when he walks away. It's it's fucking incredible. That scene was amazing. Yeah,
0: and- Liam's, Liam's the first character that you meet after, like, your ship crashes. Um, and just, like... That beginning part of like the tutorial mission, basically on Habitat Seven, where you're like learning how to jump and dash and all that stuff, and like having that banter with Liam in this crisis was like really charming. And Liam was just a cool guy. He's a good that dude. Liam's great. Um, as far as like first dude to join your party goes in Mass Effect games, <laughs> top of the
3: list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, much yeah, better than I Kaden, so. Much better
0: than Jacob. Consider- Considering the the other people on that list are Caden, Jacob, and Vega, Uh, (laughs) not difficult, but still, he did a good job. (laughs) Which is in so across four games, just in ascending order of of like
1: charming. Yes, charm. Charm Charm. is a noun. Um, noun. Yeah. The one thing I don't Um, like about Liam is that like you'll get emails from your squadmates periodically, and what he (laughs) does is like at the end of all his emails which are like this kind of corny inspirational self-care stuff it'll be like liam has enclosed media themed around friendship they include these genres no that's good <laughs> shit. no i hate it it's i hate shit. it so much it's so good I, you know what's a really good liam one sent th- you a 1990s video about feet you know what's a really good one of those emails that you get it's when drac is like hey kid sorry your dad died uh I, <laughs> yes. i'm gonna send you something that always cheers me up and it's just a bunch of low-resolution, watermarked, like, JPEGs of guns, several of which are duplicates.
3: <laughs> <It's really good. laughs> that is, an, no, that is probably okay. the best gag in the
1: game.
2: No, 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 no. The best one is where Drax sends you an email and he goes, I got this note. I got an email from an Asari matriarch who died, <laughs> and I'm supposed to inherit a bunch of money, but they need money for the processing fees. And I think I'm going to send it. Vetra says it's a scam, but I think I'm just going to send some money out just in case. And then he immediately follows it up with, it was a scam.
0: Don't tell Vetra, please. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs>
0: I remember it's very when- good. Remember in Shadow Broker when like they suddenly turned all the characters into characters by having like the portfolios uh, on the Shadow Broker base? That yeah, was, like, they just did here's that in Jacob's your emails. <laughs> here's Jacob's workout routine. Yeah, they just put that in the main game this time. Yeah, it it's worked still really hidden good. Right it's still hidden because I didn't you. <sighs> so on the Normandy, you always like spawn in right in front of the email terminal. Mm. So yeah. you you know it's easier to just. Keep up on your emails, but the emails in the tempest. I think there's one on the bridge, but it's off to the side. Yeah, it's right there next to
2: the galaxy map. I didn't see. It's very I close to the galaxy map. It's like right behind um,
1: you. I, oh, it's behind me, where I can't I, see. I get it. Well, what then. you mean. Well, I though. guess if
2: you could only look in one direction, I, I get what Nora <laughs> means.
1: Like the obvious one is in your quarters, which are like a ladder away, and and it's like more more of a hassle to get there
2: it is obnoxious to get down there um
1: yeah the one other thing i want to mention about liam is that he and his family had this thing where they shot a car through space <laughs> and it's like it's not gonna make it here for like thousands and thousands of years um he's like but i know it's on the way yeah and that's that's the exact kind of like corny like you know oh it's about the story and it's about charming. the symbolism that's the kind of shit i like yeah um, yeah, he's great. He, listen, Liam's great. Liam's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that, oh, his his did you flirt with him at all? That? Did you flirt yes, with him at all? I flirted with everyone because uh, that's what my writer did when she was exhausted. Um, <laughs> she just she just like had <laughs> no. I just wanted to bro out. Yeah, yeah he's he's got a pretty good romance. Um, but I didn't end up like fully pursuing it this time. His loyalty mission. Is that he was trying to, um, I think, like, what was he trying to do? Like, do these back channel deals with the Angara to, like, trade things with them and uh, just, like, kind of set up more, like, cooperation. Because um, he's like, oh, the Nexus is doing this too slowly. And uh, things just kind of went wrong. Some of his guys got captured and he just got to free them from some pirates. Um it's a yeah, pretty and then you do it's that. a it's a pretty like not much there loyalty mission. Like the gag that they keep doing is that like the the pirate who's managed to commandeer this like huge cat ship uh thinks of himself as being like this cool badass conqueror, but he's just like constantly disrespected by everyone. Um but there's not much to that loyalty mission, is just like Liam tried to do a nice thing, uh kind of behind your back. Uh, It fucked up, and he needs your help now, and he, like, apologizes for, like, not clearing it with you in the first place. Um, Not, not a really good loyalty mission, but, like, the character's good.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Uh, Vetra, we also didn't... We've, like, talked around Vetra a lot. She is your Tyrion that party member. She is kind of like a fixer. She, like, runs, like, a black market, like, some trade channels... She's always about like trading favors and getting things that other people can't get their hands on. Um, she is kind of like she is a big sister archetype. Um, she is like very kind of like cool and composed and savvy, but also just below the surface uh, a big dork, uh, which is a recurring theme. And um, she has this little sister named Sidera, or Sid for short, who she is very protective of, and has to like kind of act as a surrogate mom for Sid for the loyalty mission tries to um like save this group of people who are being trafficked by some outlaws and she gets yeah. captured and you got to save her and you can like kind of tell Vetra how to like, you know, react to the situation, right? If it's like, you got to come down hard on Sid or you got to like, let her be her own person. And, she wouldn't be, like, going behind your back like this if you weren't trying to shelter her. Um, I like Vetra. She feels like a very unambitious character. Um, this, this like, type of character we've seen a million times in Bioware, but she's still fun to have on the ship.
3: Yeah. Yeah, um, she's a
1: nice big sister. And her, her loyalty, uh, her romance is pretty cute, too. Um, the steak stuff rules, because, like, she just <laughs> serves you the most, like, awful rancid looking steak ever it's like gray and she's like it's cow oh god it's cow uh, the package says a yeah cow. <laughs> um and Ryder's like uh, are you sure i could eat this and she's like oh don't worry if you're concerned about bacteria i promise it's been super irradiated <laughs> 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 um but yeah uh, she has she has good vibes um and she yeah. she has good she has a good dynamic with Drac, which means that it's fun to put her in the car with Drac. Um, Here's mm-hmm, the thing: yeah.
2: nobody has a bad dynamic with Drac. Is the thing?
3: Uh,
1: Cora. Well,
2: Cora has a bad dynamic with everyone. Yeah,
3: that's not fair.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she had a really good dynamic with her room that I never opened. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah,
2: she uh, out of everyone you, stayed in the same place for the most of the game. Unlike in, many other, they party keep members. moving so around yeah, the great. ship. It That's the thing
0: up. is that if you don't know what a room is and you go to open it, there might be an NPC on the other side <laughs> with like a scripted yeah. like conversation for you. But that means that if Cora wants to talk to you, she will sit in her room and wait, and that means you don't have to see her ass on the ship <laughs> ever. Sick. Um. Yeah.
2: Um, what do you want to do next? Drax's loyalty mission is rescuing his grandson and also getting back like a crew It's uh, not his grandson. It's, I it's,
1: promise it's not his grandson, because his grandson-
2: It's not his literal grandson. It is his figurative grandson. Well, that
1: guy is dating his granddaughter, so I just want to like put that that boundary line up. Alright, so that's his
2: grandson now.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I guess he has his grandson now. <laughs> Damn, <outsmarted.
2: laughs> that's how That's how family works.
1: Yeah. Um, his, his thing is that, like, there's this guy on the Nexus named Spender, he is in Colonial Affairs, and he has obviously been, like, fucking over to Krogan, who's responsible for, like, you know, doing shit to them that contributed to them all leaving for Elodin, and if you just, like, show up with, like, you know, kind of soft evidence that this guy is a piece of shit, all the initiative guys will be like, what do you want me to do about it, like, he, you know, does administration stuff and we'd be shorthanded otherwise so you gotta get like real hard proof that he's been fucking with the krogan and uh, you and you do, do that during this mission where you are saving his grandson who is this very dorky krogan botanist uh who is trying to like that's cute th- that dude is so cute when he like tumbles out of a shipping container and like there's a perspective And he's just like hi um He's a cute little guy. <laughs> it's very good. He's a cute little guy. We love him. Um, I don't remember how those two plots tie together super well, but I know that like no fucking idea. You's... You
2: save the ship and then you you yeah. nail uh Spender. And
1: like the big um the big like kind of emotional beat for Drac during that is that like Drak kind of thinks of himself as expendable and gets like really upset at his grandson Vorn for like putting himself in danger and he's like. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you're the future of our people. You know how to, like, do cool crop shit and, like, you know, help us be a stable and functioning society. Like, all I'm good for is this, like, old-school Krogan stuff that's all about battle. And, like, a lot of what you can do is, like, help him realize that, like, no, you're just, like, a really good dude, Drak. Like, the Krogan need you.
2: And also, like, you have our entire history. Yeah. Like, you lived through all of that stuff, and we need to know what happened. Yeah.
1: Um, and it's just like kind of like helping him see himself as something more than just like a relic of the past. Um, but yeah, it's it's a sweet one. I think it's very cute. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um. I think this is what really solidified Drac
2: as like all time for me. He's he's maybe my favorite Krogan. Yeah.
0: One I of my you. favorite lines that he has is a uh, piece of ambient Tempest dialogue is when. Lexi, a character we haven't mentioned at all, she's the ship doctor. Um, she's, like, telling Drac that he needs to eat more protein. And he's like, look, I'm missing three lungs. Is that really the top priority?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get an email from Cash at one point, And she's like, hey, I really want my want Drac to go get a physical. Can you make sure he does it? Uh, and then you walk... <laughs> And then you walk over to Lexi's office and he is indeed having that visit with the doctor. But it's all very sad. And he's like, yeah, I probably only got a couple years left. I have like all of my organs are gone. And like you have like a real conversation. He talks about like how he uh, used to be like in so much pain every day that he just stopped doing anything. Like none of the implants he was taking would work. And then they dropped cash in his lap because she was supposed to also be like a useless Krogan. And they were implying that he was too. And he's like, fuck, well, I got to raise a kid now. So I guess I can't just kill myself. <laughs> And Mm -hmm. it's very sweet. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. Who do we have left? We have PB. Yeah,
2: PB. Uh, she wants to investigate remnant shit, and she has an ex girlfriend. Next.
1: No, I I I like (laughs) it. I I like her um shit because like I think her dynamic with her ex girlfriend is like it's a pretty relatable one where um like she talks about how like you know because you can ask her like damn what did you see in this bitch she's awful and. I think, like, what she really liked is the idea that, you know, this this ex of hers, Kalinda, um, was this, like, very just, like, suave high society person who would, like, show her off at all these parties and be like, this is my cool yeah. adventurer girlfriend. And she, like, really loved being that person to just, like, kind of be this, like, cool, exotic, like, dangerous person who could get shown off and just be, like... Oh, wow. Like, you're so, you're so, like, unique. We gotta, like, focus on you right now. Um, and so it's like, it's a pretty cool, like, you know, toxic relationship dynamic where you can still see, like, how it happened. And, like, at the end of that one, uh-huh. the, the choice is, like, um, she's going for her remnant tech is PB, which she really cares about, but, um, she also, has a choice to like go between that or save Kalinda from falling into a pit of lava. She goes to save Kalinda and you can fucking just shoot Kalinda to stop PB from saving her and thus force her to choose a remnant tech. Um, and yeah, it's basically like, do you want to just have her make a hard break with this like past of hers and this thing that like, she hasn't really moved on from, or do you want to like help her try to like, you know, grow past it? Um, I, I did not shoot i did not shoot and um she like does feel like kalinda's maybe turning over a new leaf because like she sends an email that's basically like hey thanks for that i promise to leave you the fuck alone now um <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you can be like mm, i kind of i'll stop being a bitch to you now. um but yeah i you know again I, I really like pb so um i like that that quest. I like PB a lot. I just didn't think her loyalty mission was that interesting. Yeah, it's it's not as good as Strax. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the last one is Jaw.
2: Oh, right. This guy.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, his...
0: I... I think they should have made him look different. I think his poncho makes him look weird and bad. Yeah? I just... I don't know. I don't like the poncho at all.
1: I... I think but I see what you mean. Yeah,
0: um,
1: there's like it's like makes his silhouette different because all the other Angara have like a pretty distinct silhouette, and his is just like very. It's just a square, you know. It's it's a square, and then the Angara lights. Yeah,
0: it's fucking it's fucking Cal lightsaber again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll take
0: your word for That's it. That's what it is. Like nobody in AAA video games knows how to make a poncho look good. God.
1: Yeah. So his loyalty quest involves these fellas called the Rokar, who are these, like, Angara um, extremists, in big scare quotes, <gasps> who are basically like, hey, hey, Angara uh, government, like, why are you working with these aliens that are coming here and, like, obviously going to fuck us over? And, like, if you look on Kadara, they kind of did already fuck us over um we're we're just getting taken in by them the same way we got taken in by the cat we need to fight all aliens um and of course like these guys are presented as like uh well they're resisting the aliens but they take it too far um it's a super uncomfortable topic because you end up just like mowing down again hundreds of like the indigenous population of this galaxy and every time you do like one of your party members like says a voice line that's like Damn, they shot at us first. There was nothing else we could do. Um, but yeah, you you have this quest where, uh, like Jaws, a couple of his like siblings have been taken in by the Rokar, mm. and uh, you have to just like go there and try to convince them to leave and confront this guy named Oxul, who is the leader of the Rokar, and you know. Somebody who, like, Jaw has a history with. Like, the big yes. choice there is that um, Aksul uh, is telling you, like, oh, yeah, go ahead and shoot me, like, you know, initiative. He's like,
2: martyr me. I dare you, motherfucker. Yeah.
1: Do it. And he takes a shot at Jal uh, in the hopes that you'll shoot him because of it. You get one of those, uh, you know, interrupt prompts. Uh, you can either shoot yeah. him or just not shoot him. And if you don't, then... His shot only, like, grazes jaw cheek. Funny enough,
2: yeah, I was gonna say, that prompt comes up before Axel takes the shot, and I did not get the inclination that he was actually going to shoot. So when he actually shot, what I ignored the prompt, I was like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, like, I thought he was just bluffing to, to like, you know, do a suicide yes. by cop type deal. Um, yes,
2: but, yeah, it fails. Yeah,
1: you know, uh, he did not, uh, you know, he, he took the shot. And that apparently makes like half his guys desert him. And he like yeah. sends you an email later. where He's like, damn, maybe I was wrong about aliens, but like not too wrong. Uh, dude, uh, I'm, ne- I'm never going to get fully to over this, about. but I got stuff to think about now. Um, It's not a great one. Again, like no. th- the the Angara and Jawl, like there's not much of a hook to them. They have big families and no. they tell you. That they have big emotions, but they don't really have, like, big, bigger emotions than, like, any other Bioware character that's in the game.
2: Well, Joel has big emotions, it's just that his only big emotion is sulking. <sighs>
1: yeah, he loves to
0: do that. While we're on the topic of Joel, uh I have very recently learned something that I didn't know. Oh. Which was, Jarl was not uh, a romance option for Scott Ryder. <gasps> Until post-release, I think
1: like the only gay male romance option you had at launch was Gil. Fuck! Cursed, 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 <laughs> cursed, cursed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Um, and so at the same time that they changed Hanley, who is the trans character who tell ta- who like shouts <laughs> "I'm trans" at you at one or whatever. Uh, when they changed that, they also added a romance path for scott and uh Joel.
1: Joel. that's wild yeah um not great uh <sighs> so this was the loyalty missions i think the last thing to just check in on before we go to end the game is the stuff with your father's memories um because like eventually there there's a quest line where you can like learn stuff about you know the backstory of the andromeda initiative learn that basically like it was to flee the Reapers, um, and your characters get yeah. to be like, damn, so maybe like all life in the Milky Way is like extinguished now and we'll never know? Um, and then they never talk about that again. Um, of course, because it's in a
0: side quest, which means you can't have the main plot ever nope. acknowledge it.
2: It's weird because it's like in, it's not in the primary quest, but it is in like the, secondary main quests mm-hmm. which are basically like your party mm-hmm. yeah
1: it's weird and do you remember uh what the very final uh like conclusion to that whole quest line is
2: uh no because it didn't fucking pop
1: for it me. did pop for me
2: uh what what happens now your please? mom is
1: alive what yeah what Great, great what? Molly sound. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm super happy I was able yeah. to elicit that Molly sound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're DJ, run that liar? shit back. Just like play that sound a few more times with like, you know, some air horns over it. Uh, yeah, no, it turns out that like, so your mom was supposed to have died and it's something that like, you know, really like fucked up your dad and like strained your own family relationships. She had like this, um, terminal disease that like, Alec was doing AI research to try to like work around. That's why somehow. he invented yeah. Sam
2: was to try and prevent it.
1: Um but yeah, it turns out that like she's just in cryo. She's just been in cryo this whole time. And you know, the cry Wait, like moments before she was going to die? Yeah. Yeah, they just put her in cryo and she is literally <gasps> in there. And if you uh you know, the hope is that like, okay, well, the the disease is now like halted by being in cryo um if you pull her out of it she will just start dying again (laughs) and so like you can decide to pull her out of it and you and your brother will have like a heart to heart with her but it's just like yeah i'm probably gonna die in like a week now um or you can just like keep her in cryo and be like okay well let's just like keep her locked up in there until we can find some type of new scientific breakthrough that like she
2: consent to going into no idea
1: no idea whatsoever. I s- Jesus Christ, <laughs> it's not great. I would love though if she just has no idea what like the Andromeda Initiative. She's like, "Where the fuck am I? Where's Earth?" Um, well, like, but yeah, because the last
2: the last memory you get with her is like, "Yeah, I'm ready to die now," and then that's when the memory stops. Mm-hmm. So, what the fuck happened? Yep. yep. Oh
1: my god. Not
2: great. It's like Mr. Freeze but it sucks. <laughs> it's so fucked.
1: Um see so yeah, I think that that's all like the relevant side quest stuff. Um there's a bunch of like, you know, side quests on every planet, but like better believe none of them are worth talking about. Uh, they do bring back Project Overlord. Oh god, yes! And and to specific- There is a Project they bring Overlord, it so back I don't want to get into to it, but I do want to like,
2: note that they did decide to bring that yeah, back.
1: They bring it back to say that, like, damn, Project Overlord sucked, but also opposing Project Overlord too much is dangerous? I, they don't. They don't say anything. I can't believe they had
2: just the gall to even mention that they did that.
1: Yeah. Um, it's not good.
2: You don't even have to bring that across. You're in a different galaxy. You don't have to do this.
0: That's the whole thing. Like you could just drop all the shit. You don't. You don't want to deal with the genophage anymore. Drop okay, it. it's They're, done. It's it's getting better, and uh, we don't have to worry about it anymore. You don't want to deal with like the like interrelations between like krogan and Solarians and like krogan and turian. Like okay, done. We're in a new galaxy. We're all friends now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no other government. There's no like you know turian state. That people would have an allegiance to. yeah. Like, we're all here together. Done. We don't have to carry that stuff with us.
2: Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's all rancid. Um, God. But that's anyway, everything. Uh, but
0: hey, we know where Meridian yeah. is. Yeah, we're gonna go to Meridian now.
2: JK, it's not Meridian, haha. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> haha, JK. I,
1: I fell for this. I know you guys didn't fall for it as much, but like, they do this thing where it's like, ah, uh, the initiative... They've, they've you know, uh, declined our proposal to, like, do this daring maneuver against the cat, and it's our l- one chance to go to Meridian, but they don't want to do it, so now we gotta, like, you know, do it behind their backs and make this brave last stand and find Meridian.
2: The other Pathfinders show up and they're like, yeah, Tan sucks, let's just yeah. do it.
1: And it's like, spoiler, it's not Meridian.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: They
1: don't if you don't
0: have any other living path. Buddy. <laughs>
2: Did your team just decide let's go do it anyway?
0: Yeah, I mean like Hager is there, has the like new Solarian Pathfinder, but she's like, or he? I don't really remember this character's gender. Yeah. What'd you say? I said yeah. No, I I don't either now. (laughs) No, Hannah. Uh, Hager's a he. Okay. Um, You both talked over each other (laughs) three times in a row. (laughs) That's the re-podcast host He's just like, I don't know how to be a pathfinder. I didn't start the training. Like yeah. too old to begin the training. Uh, and like he's <laughs> there, but um, cool. Otherwise, yeah, it was just Ryder saying, "Okay, let's do it." Great,
2: yeah, because I had an Asari pathfinder and I had a Solarian pathfinder, and they were both like, "Yeah, let's just yep. do it." Um. Um. Yeah. So you go and do it, and then um, they rips, and then the Archon rips Sam out of you. Mm-hmm. Um And it's like, I just needed this You showed me where the real Meridian is now I'm gonna go do that while you're fucked up and dead Because you don't have a Sam Peace in you idiot. Um, And then you have to play this- as your other twin For a second
0: Yeah, And it so sucks I was re- oh, I was so excited for this scene Because I thought it would be really cool I thought it would be really interesting To be like, okay So Okay, back up a second your, your sibling wakes up. Yeah. You could have visited your sibling while they I did were do sleeping. That. I didn't.
2: <laughs> wow. So, when
0: Scott woke up, he was like, they fixed my salmon plant. We could have talked, even though I was asleep. Why didn't you fucking visit me, asshole? And I was like, oh... I've been terraforming planets.
2: <laughs> I've been kind of busy since dad
1: died. I think it is really funny. And then he's like, dad yeah, died? Yeah, I, I think it is really funny that like, if you do come and visit him, he's like, hey, where's dad? And you can tell him like, oh, dad's dead now. And he's like, what? And then. I did tell him that dad yeah, is dead. He's like, okay, well, like all the planets at least panned out, right? Like we got that on luck. And you can also tell him like, oh, no, we're all fucked on that front too. And then he gets so stressed out for that that he goes right back into a coma. It's really funny.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Just owning this um, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was really... I mean, I should have known better, because these are creative characters. They, you know, blank slates, like, to the point that, um, you know, we talked about you can swap out your skills and stuff. And it's like, obviously... The other rider would just be nothing when yeah. you played as them, yeah. but I was still hoping that it was like...
1: <sighs> no, it's it's just like
0: they would have some kind of preset, like, oh, Scott's character, if not played by the player, is he does this. He's this kind of character by default. Yep. Like, the canon Scott is engineer or something, <laughs> or and instead it's just you have a pistol and yeah. you... Have you have a pistol jet. and one pistol grenade,
1: and grenade and you f- have to f- kill five cat. yeah
2: And then you just, I just didn't even stop running. Uh, I just ran into the room and got it over with because I didn't have charge and I was like, well, what the fuck am I doing this <laughs> for <then?" laughs>
0: Yeah. I wish you could have like at character creation, like picked one of those six classes and just applied it and hard locked it onto your other character. That'd be pretty cool. I just it would be fun to be like, hey, uh, the the writers. It's like one of them's a biotic and one of them's a soldier, yeah. and they like cover each other or something. Like, but instead, it's you're just it, if you're if you're me. Uh, what did I call him? Uh, he, my my Scott looked like Alex Navarro. Cybergoth Alex
1: Navarro, Funny. I think, is what you call him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine, um, mine looked like a, 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 fucking fish-faced Lynn Manuel Miranda, which is funny, cause like, my, oh, no. my rider was, my, my, like, player character rider was really hot, and then, like, the, they give you the option to, like, make your family based on the appearance you chose. Um, and like, okay, Alec looks like a, you know, handsome older man. Uh, your mother, Ellen, looks pretty generic, but like, you know, vaguely attractive. Uh, Scott just looks like the ugliest dude I've ever seen.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: my my Alec ended up with like really big eyes. Yes. Uh, but you know they all my have Alec purple did look eyes. like he was made of leather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So <laughs> I have um, he make old bed in the g- frostbite, I frostbite g- engine. I, I gave
3: think all that's my also writers problem.
0: Yeah. I gave all the writers purple eyes just because it was it's a good pretty eye cool. color. Um, so imagine purple eyed cyber goth <laughs> Alex <laughs> Navarro. Oh, great. Um and it was just that idea could be so mm-hmm. cool. And like I think that is like a lot of my problems I, with I this game. I think I really see what is you that,
1: mean now about like wanting this game to do more with this idea of like swapping different like you know skills and capabilities cuz I didn't realize necessarily like how many points that they kind of tease you with that possibility and just never deliver on it. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: like, what's the
0: difference between you and your brother? Well... Hotter. Other than the fact that they don't give him XP, they don't give him, like, levels or, like, skills to put points in, like... uh, He just doesn't have any... any, like, powers or abilities other than one grenade.
2: The main difference (laughs) is he's in a coma. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and Why it's like you do that idiot. I would love for it to be like even if it was like, okay, what are the what is the like check your character's stats and compile a character who is the opposite of that, and like, oh, you put all your points into these three things now we've generated stats that are the oppo- the opposite of those, and like th- the based on like the places you put the least amount of points yeah. uh and, I and do we've not deny created
2: that that would be very cool, but at the point I was in the game, I had so many points and so many things that they could not have created an
0: opposite <laughs> God yeah, I had three I had three things maxed out I had I know. T- I had 3 powers and 1 passive uh, branch maxed out at the end of the game. That's when I all finished, I had.
2: I believe I was level 56. So
0: I was level 19. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I didn't That's do dialectics. the side
3: missions <laughs> this time. Yeah,
1: cuz this game's too long. It's like s- 60 to 80 super... hours to try to like it do the side stuff. Big. Not great
2: um should we just say like you kill the archon and that's the end of the game yeah fixed and also meridian well you learned that stuff about the jardin
1: that we already mentioned um there's this scene that like i think nora alluded to where it's like oh wow all our guys are showing up now and and all these npcs that you like had interactions with are like audible on the radio throughout this final mission being like giving you support and whatnot and that type of scene, like, you know, it's it's certainly not, like, super original. But I think that really would have worked if I'd cared about any of these side characters. Um, yeah. If I remembered who half of them are, it's like, Bertac is on the radio? Um, thanks, Bertac. I don't know who you are. We <laughs> have you know, time like, for some donations.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> like, the Mass Effect trilogy did pull this trick, um, I feel like maybe like not in this specific way, but like, oh, person you know is here. They're they're helping you because you helped
3: yeah, them. Mass yeah. like Effect 3 is kind of just ago.
1: entirely that, right?
0: And and like I don't know why those things like some of that stuff is like, oh Kirahe is here? Oh yeah, everyone remembers I mean, Kira Hay, but do. Apparently I remember <laughs> Kirahe
1: you're number one, Stan. You're the number one, Kirihay.
0: I think Kira he's Hay. neat. He's the one cool. So, so we've been no, in a in no a
3: Discord
1: thing. group DM with Nora to talk about you know our progress in this game for the last month or two, and uh, she's just been talking nonstop about how cool Kirihay is. Like every morning, <laughs> we wake up to half a and dozen I messages. Say that. No, yeah, just fan art of Kirihay. Did not know that it existed. <laughs> Strongly suspect she commissioned it.
0: <laughs> no actually what i've been doing is just posting links to all my tweets where i clip videos of me
1: playing andromeda to make sure both of you see i, it. I clipped a few parts where it showed what my scott Ryder looked like just so i could like make it clear to both of you how hideous he is
0: uh, my favorite one of those is um in the vetra Loyalty mission, the person yes. who like, holds Sid hostage for a second, I just immediately after the cutscene ended and she's running away, I immediately fucking uh, charged her <laughs> yes. and launched her ass off the map.
2: <laughs> there are some enemies in the last couple levels that are just named Scientist Cat, <laughs> and I don't think you're supposed to catch up to them, but I did manage to murder
0: quite a few yeah. of them. Oh, one other thing. Um, I launched myself out of bounds at the end of a boss fight and had to refight the God, boss. I, um, I almost had to restart another big fight near the end because there was an enemy in a wall. <laughs>
3: like,
0: multiple points in the game, I had to use Shockwave just blasting at the edge of the level because it would go through the wall and hit the enemy that would had either spawned or been placed or ended up in a wall over a pit, so this game... This game's just, really buggy. Yeah. I mean, it's Mass Effect, so, like, obviously... It I mean, is, no, but it's, like,
2: even more. It is it is yeah. pronounced how bad it yeah. is. Uh, it, people will tell you that they fixed this game. They did not fix this game, because it used I'm to be sure, way worse, I'm sure.
0: I'm sure they fixed mm-hmm. some things, but, like, yeah, it's not there's a certain... There's a certain amount of, like, rush Um That you can't fix in post. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, um, and like, this game, like.
1: So to be clear, this game was not rushed in a sense that, like, they had huge lead time for this. Um, it's just Mm. that what ended up happening is, um, they, like, wanted to do, like, a No Man's Sky procedurally generated open world. And, all their oh, technology no. for that ended up just sucking ass and not working whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and then it was just like, okay, well, um, what do we do now? I guess we just do a Ubisoft type of world. And so they had to scrap, like, years worth of work and then rush it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and like, I you, know, you can you can find uh, people talking about their experiences working on this game and, like, there's just even if this game had had like three more years or something something wild right to perfectly like work out every little thing that they're trying to do here they're doing so many things that even the perfect version of this game would not be fun to me like the thing it's trying to be isn't what i want it to be and it also isn't actually getting to what it wants to be so it's like failing on two different spectrums yeah. mm-hmm. um, which is a shame like this is certainly the best Mass Effect
2: yeah. game I, yeah I multiple people told us this would be our favorite Mass Effect game and like you're right it is the best one I think but, especially if you uh, as play I've told it multiple how people you did now, I don't know what that means yeah <laughs>
1: I think it's especially, like, the best Mass Effect game if, like, you play it like Nora did, or it's just like, all right, I am ignoring all the side quests and just doing the main plots (laughs) and, like, the loyalty mission for the character I like best.
0: Yeah, and, like, yeah, the story doesn't make that much sense, but then it's like,
1: well, it's just
0: a goofy sci-fi story. Like, yeah, I'm not going to get answers to all the questions, and I'm just going to accept that, like, Ryder using remnant technology without Sam is like a little bit of a an ass pull in the last minute but like it works for the for the flow of the story that it's telling in that moment and it's it's fine it's yeah. a it's a it's a video game I'm having fun playing a video game in yeah. the moment and then I like it also being this like oh it's it's an RPG and it's it's 2018 and that means that like we have to Gesture at themes, but never actually get to the themes. Yeah, and it's like the, uh, we have themes I at just, home. I'm, I'm, I'm always getting stuck on or fascinated by video games that like gesture toward a story they want to tell but aren't able to mm-hmm. tell, and that's like this with the jar down and like. Th- what is the scourge? And it's like, Oh, you clearly wanted to do more writing later. And you were like leaving space here. Um, Not in like a satisfactory way or a satisfying way, but like you, if you didn't have plans, you certainly had intention to like write more story here. And then that just didn't because of the realities of like the game and how it was received and like the money involved And, like, that's also how I feel about how I like Bionic Commando. Like, that's a game where, like, it's missing parts of the story because it just didn't make it in. Um, And I still, I can see, I can still see what is supposed to be there and appreciate it. Um, But this game is just, like, (sighs) I can see vague outlines of a game that I would really enjoy, and like a story that I would be really fun to, to go through. But it I only see the vaguest shapes, and there's just nothing engaging about any of it. It's like, this game makes me sleepy to play. This is the most fun Mass Effect game, and I was like struggling to Force myself to actually play it for the podcast in a way that even the other Mass Effect games, I was like, oh, I gotta play Mass Effect, but like, I was, I would go, I would sit down and I would play two or three missions at a time, and I would just like do it, and it was fine, and it like,
2: I think that's also a big like because it is an open world game, it does not help, yeah,
0: yeah, because, because it, it you makes, feel
2: so aimless. I-
0: yeah, it, it makes all of the areas blur together, so you're not doing levels, you're just kind of, like, doing objectives in these ten
1: big I, I remember, like, sitting down multiple times to be like, okay, here's what I'm gonna do tonight, I'm gonna finish this planet, and nope, I would not, because, like, every time I would, like, clear stuff off of the the open-world map, it would just be like, alright, do you want more stuff on the open-world map? Because we can give you more. Um... I'm like no, I really don't. And I just remember just being like, "Oh, this is all just really blurring together." Because like I intended to have an evening where I was like, "All right, I'm going to do all of Kadara," and it's like, "Well, I ended up doing about a third of Kadara because they keep changing on you, like what doing Kadara constitutes." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: like, how much of this is that I just don't like this style of open world game? Who can say? You know, like when I think about open world games that I've really liked, I remember like getting like platinuming Infamous Two and its DLC with the vampires. Like, I have the content. (laughs) (laughs) I I have the capacity to like open world games. Mm -hmm. I've I've played a lot of them before and really like them. Why Why is this one so? So nothing. Well, because it's it's it like... wasn't
1: intended to be one, right? And and they just yeah they just yeah. had to like slap that, that part on very quick and just be like uh fuck give us ten little side tasks and put like ten places on the map that are just like you know pathfinder uh, there is five dudes with guns ahead.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like say what you will about like
0: every game being one of these like at least. In a lot of those, like, the game is bought in on the concept from the start. Like, that that Harry Potter game is going to be really into what it is. And, like, I don't know, this being this, like, second option really feels like... obviously I can't know this, but it feels like nobody
1: wanted to do this. (laughs) It feels like the people making the game didn't want to make it. I think it's a fair assumption. Um, Specifically, like, you know, from what we've mentioned about, like, the development Mm -hmm. history. um, It it feels like if there was an interesting vision to this game at some point, then it's like it is a million miles away from what we're seeing in the actual game. Yeah, it got lost
2: somewhere.
0: So, um... We've got some emails if we're done with this. Yeah. I'm yep. up for it. If we're done talking about Mass Effect. Yeah, um, talk I about Mass Effect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't do the thing I usually do, which is screenshot them and put them in the chat. Um, but do you have the email up currently? I am looking at the emails right now. Why don't you send you, you start and then I will make emails visible to Hannah.
3: okay?
2: Okay. Um I think we can kind of rapid fire. We got an email from six um, mm-hmm. and six has multiple points here that are uh, broken down into um specific spots. So number one, Morden sucks so much. At the time I didn't get the appeal because I had no this is by the way, we asked for um like compilation emails for the entire series because that's where we're at sure. right now. Uh this is since this, this is the end of Mass Effect. So. me. Um so Morden sucks so much I didn't get the appeal because I had no ideology. He was just not interesting, but wow what a piece of shit. Um do you think Morton's popularity is ultimately a product of neoliberalism prioritizing respectability over actual politics? No, I think funny man sing a song.
1: He do do that though. He he sing the song.
2: He does sing a song. I that's that's why people like him because he he does the funny yeah. song. Like And he talks very fast. And he talks really fast. That's I like think... there's no respectability. There's no respectability in this room. I don't think anybody actually respects more. Well, I guess a lot of people do because they make sad pictures about him. But <laughs> I think th- I just remember that
0: Morden Solis is Rick and Morty coded.
2: Yeah, I think that's true. I I see this.
0: Um, I th- I think that that fires in the same area of the brain.
1: So so very yeah. quickly about um, Morden Solis. There's this. Do uh, you know the show Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip? It's an Aaron Sorkin show. Um, it's it's about like this like failing SNL type sketch show that like has to be revived by these like cool edgy like, you know, uh, like avant-garde comedy writers. But like because it's written by Aaron Sorkin, who has the most like boring middle brow tastes in the world, um, like his big idea for like, okay, this is how we're going to win back the crowd and be like the coolest show in America is they do a big Gilbert and Sullivan routine on, like, the, the show within the show. And I just remember, like, watching it <laughs> being like, that's as stupid as shit. Like, nobody would like that. That's not cool. And then, of course, like, Mass Effect 2 <laughs> happens and it's like, oh, no, people would fall for that. <laughs> people would fall for that yeah. literal exact shit.
2: Yep. Um... Point number two, this is kind of nothing, but in Mass Effect 2, with Samara's evenblood on Morinth, you have an option to have sex with her, even knowing she's an at Yakshi. Obviously, if you do, you just die, and it's game over, you're a dumbass, but how cool would it have been if, instead, Morinth absorbed Shepard's knowledge, took over Shepard's mission, it was the new playable character. Way too much work, but it would have been sick. Uh, I guess, I don't know. I, I don't have strong feelings about Morinth other than, like, kind of horny. She's cool.
0: She is. She is kind of horny. Yeah,
2: I don't know. Uh, any any thought on that, Hannah? No,
1: not much. Uh, I simply have not interacted with the concept of Morinth in like eight years. It's fair. You, yeah. you shouldn't have to. Alright. Um...
2: I was surprised there was no discussion of the physics in Mass Effect 1, though I think the PS3 port used the ME2 engine, so maybe that's why. Simply put, they're bizarre. I remember the fight against the Asari Matriarch. She hit me with a biotic push that sent me backwards, and a crate landed on top of me. The impact caused my Shepard's model to stretch like a Stretch Armstrong. Not only that, the crate continued to bounce. With each bounce, my Shepard stretched more um do you have any run-ins with weird physics i mean in andromeda i did because the games broke yeah (laughs) (laughs) like otherwise nothing really necessarily uh, with like that version
1: that the person who asked the question is talking about like i don't remember any enemies that like do physics effects on you Mm. it
2: doesn't happen very often most of what would happen like in mass effect one is you would just fall over yeah
0: um by physics effects does that include like moving your body as if like with its hand to eat you in one hit oh, or to crush you with an there energy are shield way in one too hit
2: too many one no. hit kill
1: effects in this game and it's so f-
2: why are there one hit kills in this it's game it's so
1: funny because they give you all these like melee focused like skills that you can spec into and it's like yeah. oh if you want to use any of those uh you know good luck because there are four types of enemies at any that have instant kill melee attacks.
2: It's, uh, it's not good. No. Um, Two more here. Obviously, Shepard is a lady, but for some reason, Bioware put in a pretty boring boy Shep Mar- voiced by Mark Meir. Do you have thoughts on his performance and the performance of Jennifer Hale as Fem Shep? Um, personally, I, I have like- never heard boy Shep, because I don't I, care.
0: I feel like that's still a lot of people's like vision of Shepard, because every... I don't know like
1: I feel like people do like default like yeah. Mark Meer Shepard. Like I I I really? I don't know I never I hear about I think that it. there's there's this like section of like hardcore Mass Effect 2 fans that or you know Mass Effect trilogy fans that are like uh oh, the Jennifer Hale Shepard is so much better. But like when you look at statistically like what BioWare has put out about like here's what the player base played, it's like 90% was like male Shepard soldier. Um and I genuinely
2: think Mass Effect came out around the time people started doing feminism, and that's why a lot of people online talk about FemShep.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, video game feminism, big tipping point. Uh, yeah. Is this,
0: as a, as a Jen Hale expert, Molly, how do you think that FemShep compares to her other roles that you are familiar Sam with? Sam
2: from Totally Spies? Uh, yeah. Probably about the same. <laughs> yeah I, about equal level of performance i do
1: think and like we did mention that we all love Ryder a lot more than shepherd and i think that like yeah there's a lot about Shepard as far as like how she's become such like this beloved character that i think is like fundamentally down to the fact that like there are memes throughout those games about how little of a character she has like the idea of like yes. wait do i really say i should go all the time or like the this is my fair store in a citadel <laughs> like shepherd just has very little of a character um Ryder Mm -hmm. is way more emotive way more interesting and i think that like when people talk about like jennifer hale giving this like really iconic performance um i don't feel like there's a whole lot of it there like she certainly does a competent job but like the character is yeah, just so bad. bare bones that like there's only so much that a solid voice performance can put in there unless she's like mm-hmm. really just going off the rails and making it her own, which I don't think she is.
2: No. Um. And uh, last question from six. Uh, out of curiosity, if you had to continue the Mass Effect series, what would you do with it?
0: I <sighs> is guess. This, I is wanna... this a different? Is this a different answer than what I told you was my prediction of what they'll do with that new Mass Effect game? I mean, it, it better be different because I really hope you don't <laughs> want that.
2: Because it's rancid. Uh, what um, did you
1: think they were going to do?
0: My my prediction would be a uh, first Contact War game, like a prequel to Mass Effect where you play through like meeting the Turians oh, for that's the first dog time. shit. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I had a breakdown about oh, this I don't last want night that. when he told me. <laughs> that would be the worst thing they could do. God. Um, I don't the know. Issue. I I guess I want Andromeda 2 at this point. Yeah. Like yeah. I guess like, that's what I want.
0: Also, like I had this thought today of like, what if this was the first Mass Effect? What if the <laughs> opening like salvo of Mass Effect was you and all these aliens from the Milky Way galaxy move to a new galaxy and it's like I know that, like, this doesn't play the same if you don't know what an Asari is or you don't know what a Solarian is, but, like, yeah. the whole idea of, like, we're going to a new galaxy, now anything can happen, it's, yeah. like, that would also be, like, a really strong pitch, and I think that that would have been, like, if Mass Effect 1 had been about that, I think that I would be more interested in it from yeah. the jump. It would probably be a better series. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As
1: far as, like, my idea... um, I, th- I mean, I think that, like, I mentioned earlier that I do think that this game had a lot of potential in its setups. And I just really like the idea of, like, oh, well, we had this colonization effort. Um, it completely went off the rails and everything was fucked and it was a massive boondoggle before you even showed up. And now we have no choice but to make it something fundamentally different. Um, I think that would be really cool to explore. And I think that, that I- like, interfacing with a version of like coming to helios where we can't just be like these unambiguous heroes anymore like if there are powers that exist there that don't want to just like kind of roll over for us after we do one quest for them um and that aren't like you know hostile in in the like purely evil way i think that there's like a lot of possibility for this type of thing of like oh, we went into this idea of exploring new worlds with completely wrong premises, and now we are paying for that by being forced to like fundamentally rethink what we're here for and what we're fighting for on the fly. I think that'd be pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And also, like, that... (sighs) It's interesting to me because... I feel like if anyone can tell a story of like, well, the thing we wanted to do didn't work. So now we have to make something else out of it. (laughs) If anybody (laughs) could tell that story, you would think maybe the Andromeda team could tell that story. Um, The
1: the other idea that we, that I had, and I was like bouncing this back and forth with Olivia. Shout out to Olivia. Um, is the idea that like, the other thing that they keep hitting you with is the idea of like, oh, we don't have to repeat the mistakes of the past here, and we don't have to, like, just become a council again in all the ways that that's, like, you know, been a problem for a lot of people. Is that, like, you know, I think if you want to keep the cat and you want to keep the Angara, and you want to keep the cat as these, like, kind of syncretic assimilationist people, I like the idea of having them be, like, effectively the council of this cluster— Who like invite you there and are like, oh, hey, like if you want to just like settle on these planets that are like pretty harsh and like go for it, we're not going to like help you out because we have pretty strict first contact protocols, but, you know, knock yourselves out. And then like you learn that they're just evaluating you for exaltation and you have to pal up with the Angara to resist them and like, you know, reject this idea of joining the council of this new cluster and it's like, oh, well, we're never going to build something like the council again, because the Angara will just no matter how much you try to convince them that like, no, 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 we're going to do it right this time. They're going to be like, no, that's what the cat had. We don't want that. Um, so I think that like something that confronts the failings of like the institutions from the Milky Way in a way that this game keeps claiming it's about to do and then constantly falls short of doing. I think would also be pretty cool. Those are my two ideas.
2: Alright, you're adding something interesting. You gotta stop. Again, that's not allowed.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a renegade. I'm dangerous. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, what is the next email, uh, Nora? The
0: next one is from Alex. I don't actually intend to play this game, but I'll send in an email. Anyway, I saw a lot of talk about this game early on, mostly about animations and stuff. And then a bit later, I saw a lot about the colonialism for a brief time, and then no one talked about the game again. Feels like it had less staying power than Death Stranding. That's not true, because, uh, you know, there's Brad saying, they killed Mass Effect. (laughs) But, like, this is... People love to... Make fun of Bioware games and people who make yeah. Bioware
1: games. Also, um, again, you're you're talking um, to one of the top ranked players in Mass Effect and John a multiplayer, which lasted like a year after the game's release. So, how's that for staying power?
0: Nothing has less staying power than Death Stranding. <laughs> I will also add, yeah, that's yeah. Uh...
2: <laughs>
0: that one ain't coming um, back. If you don't know, um, Death Stranding was a game released <laughs> in 2019. <laughs> That no one's talked about
2: since. Yeah. I,
1: I do think that, like, this is also a consequence of, like, everything having less staying power more and more. But I do think that Death Stranding is, like, particularly yeah. rough on that front.
0: Uh, we got some questions here from Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, do you get a party member in this game that the game thinks is wrong but is actually just right? Every Krogan. Yeah. Always. <laughs> Always. Morda. Uh, this next question is, uh, sort of subverted, because, uh, Alex asks, do you th- think there will ever be a new Mass Effect game? We know that there will be. Yeah. Uh, or at least that they are working on one. Whether that comes out. I guess a- that's a different, yeah. Yeah. Does this game have a funny little guy who's a Nazi doctor? No. No. Nope. No. Improvement. Best <laughs> Mass Effect game. checkmark on my clipboard. When will Bioware give the people what they want and make Krogan Simulator 3000? So they did that
1: in 2012, I want to say. It was called Mass Effect 3 Multiplayer, where you and your three buddies would each pick four Krogan's. And you would only That's ever right. use melee attacks and just, like, surround That's a giant right. Geth armature and headbutt it to death. And between every <laughs> yeah. wave, you would just group up and headbutt each other in rhythm until the next wave spawned. And it was the coolest shit in the world.
2: <laughs> you
1: goddamn right. During th- so they're doing, like, an HD remaster to Mass Effect Trilogy, and they're not bringing the multiplayer back. Which is yeah, easily the, the best part of it, so what the fuck.
0: Me. Sucks.
2: BioWare doesn't uh, go under. That's right.
0: I'm I'm very interested to see um, new new models or whatever they do, but still having like the weird ass like animations from Mass Effect. <laughs> uh, and by C I I mean around the internet. I'm not touching that game. <laughs> no,
2: mm-hmm. absolutely
0: not. If you wanted me to play that version, you should have put it out a year ago. But. Uh, next one comes in from Dan. Hi Dan. If
1: you want, no. S-
0: what? I was gonna ask if you wanted me to read it, but go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Any anyone can jump in if they
2: want. I read choose Molly.
1: Email. Molly reads this email.
0: Oh, okay. That's a power mm-hmm.
2: move. <laughs> um. Dan says, now that you've survived the Crucible of Mass Effect series, would you consider at some point going back to some of their early works, Baldur's Gate, KOTOR, Jade Empire? Uh, we we will be covering some of those games for this podcast, but not next year. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: I think I have... Okay, so we've planned out, like, maybe half of 2021 so far, and I think I do want to sneak maybe Planescape in next year. Okay. But... Wait, no, that's not...
2: that's. But I don't th- think that's a biowork. The not next not a bio line, word. in fact, yeah." Yeah, given the uh, podcast title, I but, hope you
1: go back to Planescape at some point. But that is Black Isle and not Bioware, so I couldn't include it in the list.
0: Yeah, uh, did Bioware work on? Says Baldur's Gate. Is that the two D? Yeah, one? Yeah, the series, well? yeah. like
1: the isometric ones. Yeah,
0: <coughs> I would. I think I, I do. We, we want to play these. I don't know about Jade Empire because I think that's an Xbox exclusive game. It is an Xbox is that-
3: exclusive.
2: I think it is on Steam now, but also okay. I, don't okay. so I, don't, I, I don't know if we want to touch that one. So maybe
3: I don't. I don't know. That
2: I don't know. It has to be very racist. <laughs> it's right? super racist. Yeah. Um,
1: so I want to give just a quick shout out. I know that I'm not actually a host of this podcast, so I don't have decision making power in this. But no, I shout did out. recently, as far as like replaying old BioWare stuff. Um, I replayed. The first Neverwinter Nights, which was this uh, Dungeons and Dragons game that was well known for having like a really shitty like base campaign, but also a really powerful and accessible tool set that people made all sorts of shit with. They made like, you know, Dota type games. They made like MMOs. Mm. They made like all sorts of cool stuff with it. Um, But the second expansion has a campaign that I played like last year. I replayed it again last year and, um, it really fucking holds up. It has a lot of like planescape inspiration and it's just like really good, like pulp fantasy. Um, where like, you know, everyone is, is like, you know, epic level and everyone is just like the most like cool, cosmic, weird shit going on. Um, and I really ended up really liking that. Um, which is weird because it's, the second expansion to a game that had a really shitty base (laughs) campaign and that no one played for the single-player content in the first place. Uh, So just shout out to that one random game.
3: Yeah. um,
0: Yes, we will definitely be... We'll do a KOTOR at some point. um, Which I played... I think a year or two years ago, I replayed KOTOR, uh, by which I mean I actually played it and finished it. I swear I played it at some point before, but I actually finished it because I, I bought it on my phone and I played through KOTOR on my phone and it was a really good port. <laughs> um, and also I could play it at work at the time, at my yeah. old job. Uh, so yeah, we'll definitely be going back to older Bioware and also we'll be doing Dragon Age at some point, which I think we will have a better time with, generally. No, we won't. won't. I think we we will. I'm going to have a rancid time with it. (laughs) we will tell you right now. With all of it? I
2: fucking hate Origins. I like Dragon Age 2, uh, but I guess I haven't played Inquisition, so it's possible I like it, but I got stuck in the hinterlands the one time I tried to play it.
0: (laughs) You gotta get out of the hinterlands. That's (laughs) what
2: I've heard, and yet, uh, I listen, I don't anticipate... At least for Dragon Age Origins, I'm going to have the worst time. I'm
0: I'm. That's the one I'm most interested in
3: because
2: it's <laughs> the course. one that.
0: Well, listen, it's the one that is talked about the least, but is also because it blows. Like, but also, like the people who don't like Dragon Age Two, I oh, assume wow. they must like Dragon Age One.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I I I think that Dragon but Age it, it, One is interesting. Because it is this artifact that is, like, so different than what Inquisition ended up being. Because, like, at so Mm. many points in Dragon Age Origins, they hit you over the head with, like, this isn't your dad's fantasy. This is dark!
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
1: we got, like, elven ghettos and, like, a bunch of slavery and, like, five different kinds of, like, sacred orders that drink fucked up shit and get fucked up powers and are all dying. (laughs)
2: I do love to drink fucked up shit and get fucked up powers. That is the thing I like. And die. And (laughs) die. And there's a guy that looks like Liam Neeson?
1: Sure. And by the Uh, time we get to Inquisition, that series is just about like, okay, we've got a bunch of guys for you to fuck. This game is now about just like chilling with your friends in Skyhold and having a bunch of like, you know, party conversations. Um, And like all that setting stuff is still there but it's become like fan fiction of itself effectively um and to to play that original pitch which is just like okay we're going to do all these classic fantasy tropes but we're going to make them twisted um yeah. i imagine it's going to be a very weird thing to do especially cuz like in 2020 or 2021 or 2022 or whatever it's going to be we're like five discourse cycles past the 20 the 2009 version of like what is like dark art <laughs> and you know like what kind of uh-huh. tone do we want to shoot for that was that yeah. game was made in like a a, a dark night 2008 world right and we are now like oh, that That yeah. feels like a million years ago as far as like what the culture thinks of we're
0: post joker joker oh <laughs> uh, there's there's one last chunk of this email
2: yes uh, finally, if you had to create the design doc of the newly announced Mass Effect game, what would you pitch, and when would you set it? Uh, would you allow non-human player characters? Because I think that would be a great change to the formula. Uh, any other thoughts on how to make to actually make the next game good? I mean, don't do open world, I, first of all.
1: Do the thing I said.
2: I mean, I think we already
0: talked about this a little bit, is the thing. Yeah. No, no, no. Fuck all of that. Fuck all of you. I'm making a fucking competitive card game digital card game like i fucking pitched in the mass effect 2 episode i'm just that's that's the new mass effect game i'm just making it a fucking legends of runeterra game well Uh, but i do remember
1: you have fun i do remember being pissed off that there was no like tie-in hero collector mobile game for mass effect
0: because like, uh-huh. uh, well, there's no heroes. It's
1: like you could you could have like you know oh shit I get like a five star Captain Kirahei, Oh shit I love this dude. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How did he get the first SSR?
1: What the fuck? <laughs> Why is he the strongest
0: I'm gonna character to the game? Become the
3: stand just to spite you.
1: <laughs> the,
2: the Mass Effect equivalent of becoming the Joker.
3: Ah. <sighs>
0: I'm going to become the... Kirahei. The Kirahei? <laughs> I'm going to stand with my arms at my side while hero protagonist shoots me.
2: <laughs> when he stabs you through the ribs.
0: Because he didn't know I was there because I was invisible. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's very cool. He saw you. Um, no, because he's standing in front of the Salarian like, right, council member. Right, He did-
2: you're right. He didn't know he was there. Anyway, go to the next email. We have been here for so yep. long.
0: Okay. 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 This one comes in from Crystal. Bandits that come from nowhere and are just bad for no reason are a staple of journal of the journal updated genre, both Mass Effect Andromeda and its remake, the Outer Worlds. They had to invent some bizarre space travel makes you crazy reason for why there are bandits to kill everywhere. Is this better or worse than the traditional goblins are inherently evil concept? Will the journal updated genre ever move beyond bandits? First of all, calling outer worlds an Andromeda remake is very funny and very good. <laughs> it's very funny.
1: Um i mean they're never gonna change yeah. that it's just too I-, easy. I can tell you why they do it um it's because they they need to have quests where you can kill 50 guys and then when you get to their leader it's someone who you can talk to and have a conversation with and have a binary quest ending with so you can't have guys mm-hmm. that like you wouldn't actually want to <clears throat> slaughter indiscriminately and you also can't have guys that are just like completely you know, mindless or like animals or, you know, non sapient aliens. Cause then it's like, well, you that limits the possibilities for like what kind of quest resolution options you can have with them. So, because this genre is so invested in the idea of like you kill 50 guys and then like the 51st one is like, all right, you've killed all my men. Now I'm prepared to bargain with you. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. what they're not going to move past. Yeah. And
0: the only thing really differentiating this from this, uh, like, Goblins are inherently evil concept, is that a lot of the fantasy versions of this are super racist, and the bandits all have masks, so you can't Mm -hmm. tell.
2: Yeah, you can't tell if it's being racist or not.
0: Yeah. You can assume yes, though. For orcs or goblins, like the racial coding is right there in your face. Whereas for space bandits
1: I, I think that there is a higher concentration of darker skinned human NPCs in Kadara than on, say, the Nexus.
2: Probably. Sloan, Sloan is darker skinned. That's just yeah. how it That's works. <sighs> Thanks, Bioware. Um, next up, we have an email from D. Uh, Hi, Molly and Nora of the fa- of the games in the series. Which is your favorite? Could you rank them? Um, their ranking is one Andromeda, two, three, which is
0: unhinged to me. But
3: it's okay. Bold. <laughs>
0: Sorry to be mean to you, but I, Jesus Christ. I know that there are, is a pretty substantial group of people who think that Mass Effect 1 was really, really good and that nothing else, like... Out of your
2: fucking mind.
0: Like, like lived up to the promise of Mass Effect 1, and it's true that none I of those games true. lived up to the promise of Mass Effect 1. Yeah. But, like... That, I is, think that, that is unreal. I think some of those people haven't played Mass Effect 1 since 2007.
2: You are the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah anyway um other questions if you could make one major shift in the world building or script plot for one of the games what would you shift just delete the wait did we not did we not rank them i i think we've already i mean
1: andromeda's number one i don't even know and then how do you rank the other three
2: hannah what's your ranking
1: uh probably andromeda 312
2: okay that's fair um nora
0: I mean... If if you told me, hey, you need to play a Mass Event game right now... Yeah. And, like... I mean, oh I wouldn't... Here's the thing, right? Like, of all of these games that I have now played, Andromeda was certainly, like, the best <laughs> one, but, like... If I were gonna play a Mass Effect game, I would play Mass Effect. <laughs> the original, <laughs> like, yeah, probably. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't want to play any of them. But that is, I don't know. Again,
2: you're the Joker now.
0: <sighs> like, I certainly don't want to play Andromeda again. <laughs>
2: it's
3: so long.
0: Like that—that feels Sisyphean. Yeah. I don't know, so. I might. I don't know. Maybe it's...
2: The charge is so good. I'd play a game just for that charge.
0: I'm trying to remember anything about Mass Effect 3 at all. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. There's nothing in it. I think it might be 3-1-2 Andromeda.
2: Wow! Fuck! Andromeda at the bottom? You literally just said it was the best one.
0: Yeah, but the worst thing that it can be is boring
1: okay i think i okay. get the point you're making but it's a point that the joker would look, make.
0: look back at the mass effect 2 and 3 podcasts and tell me how passionate we how passionate we were about mass effect in the in those moments
2: okay. uh it's not because it was good I, it was because it sucked yeah. ass
0: i just want to feel
2: alive <laughs>
1: but again it's also like. just the fact that like
2: <laughs> we're gonna be playing a good game we've next been talking month, so. about or you it's guys so have true.
1: been talking about the same themes for four episodes now you know like I, I feel like it's yeah, it's I'm am it's by virtue this. of it being the fourth one in a series that like has made it clear that it doesn't want to move past its core ideas in any way. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Um for me I guess it's like Andromeda three two one probably. Yeah. Like
0: Yeah, that's fair. I I respect that.
2: It's I just I, I like I care so much more about playability. Mm-hmm in these then and especially for the mass effect game i would just like it to be playable uh and while andromeda is buggy beyond reason it's still more they just make straightforward
1: improvements to the combat system every time
2: yeah yeah that's true um if you can make one major shift in the world building or scrapped or script and plot for one of the games what would you shift
1: you said no genophage um
2: i said no genophage i think that's the worst part of these games yeah
1: i think it's a pretty good one nor do you have any Hmm. other
0: Uh, I'm trying to think of like is there any like is there a load-bearing wall that would be fun and interesting to play with here and like this genophage doesn't make the story good it just removes like a really shitty part of it. What to if me. you
2: what a. let me ask you this question. If you could drop okay. any of the aliens,
0: which would it be? Oh oh. Can I instead can I swap two of them? Sure. Can I swap the Salarians and the Hanar? Sick.
2: Yeah. So the Salarians are like background and the Hanar foreground, is that what you mean? Yeah,
0: I'm not I'm not making the Hanar into war criminals. I'm just saying make one of the council members be like a really religious culture. And have an a mm-hmm. un, uh, unusual like body shape. Yeah. Yeah. Make that be like a core part of the setting is that a lot of the places are meant to accommodate not just humanoid big or small, but also floating jellyfish.
2: Yeah, I think that whips.
0: Let me play as a Hanar.
2: Let me play as a Hanar. <laughs> Hannah, do you have anything you would like to specifically change?
1: Mm, I mean, I think that the genophage one is pretty strong um i do think that like that's fair the 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 problem with this is that like i've already sort of made clear about like what my idea for like a good mass effect would look like but that's a number of changes fundamentally right like i think that if i am just going for making one change then it probably would be on the level of just like excising something that is like fundamentally gross to think about um
2: or i guess I guess, like, I leave, if, if I have to deal with it, I leave the genophage in, but give the Krogan, like, a much bigger reward at the end of the whole thing, or at least, like, have a way to make it right. Because,
3: mm-hmm.
2: like, curing it does not make it no. right. Curing it just puts them back to where they had, you know, deserved to be, like, normal. Yeah. And and then, after that, you have to, like, sue the Salarians into
0: non-existence. You have to put a Krogan on the council, at the very you have least. You put a Krogan on
1: the you council. You have to make a Krogan ambassador, and like everyone is pissed off at you and
2: everybody looks at you and goes and goes what the fuck and you go yeah you bet yeah.
1: i think it rules um yeah what else we got here
0: also the only other thought i have is um put reapers in andromeda <laughs> sure. Sick.
2: <Is> chilling? <laughs> like like no
0: like the reapers are chilling in dark space right in between cycles
2: what if they one just follows you to and i was like what the fuck are you (laughs) doing out here i'm just
0: i'm just getting recon uh for uh for our stuff
2: we gotta eat another galaxy now jesus christ
0: oh my goodness there's so many things we can adapt over here (laughs) wait hold on what is that robot doing is it making a person (laughs) Uh, Uh, wow gross (laughs) next email all
2: right. Um, oh wait, there's one more question in this one. If you want to answer real quick, of all the games you've covered so far, what was the most interesting right, yes. or compelling to you use of
0: decision making? <sighs> I feel like I had an answer for this six hours ago.
2: <laughs> I I don't know that. None of I can't think of any decision that made a difference to me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, you know um. what? I actually like that you can just tell the Turian Pathfinder guy like you actually don't have to do this. Like, I'm not going to make you become, like, a hero or something. Like, you don't yeah. have to do that. I think that was really, really yeah. nice. Um, In a way that I doubt they think is nice. Yeah,
1: I, I like that in general. Like, I think that there are a number of moments in Andromeda where you can play a writer who's just not that invested in the initiative and who will, like, tell people who are like, oh, I don't know, should I do this thing that would help the initiative? You know, it would suck ass for me. You can just tell them, like, look, I-, I can't make that decision for you. Like, I- I'm not going to pressure you into it. Um, and that, even though, like, again, it doesn't affect endings in any interesting ways, I think that it's, like, a refreshing thing to have in these games because, like, it's not just about, like, kind of setting the ship right.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um...
2: i I mean if you don't have anything that's fine
0: i don't There's have not a treasure trove to choose top from of my head um like i think all of the choices in dishonored were pretty like cut and dry yeah like i think they could have done something interesting with dowd but they just didn't choose to do that um And that would have been my answer if, like, you just straight up couldn't convince Dowd, like, no, there's no easy way out of this. Yeah. That that would have been my answer for sure. Uh, But they don't actually follow through on that. No. So, the moment where you think that he's going to just say, no, fuck you. (laughs) And then (laughs) he just does it anyway. He's like, all right, Yeah, you just keep talking. Um, Give me one second to to read this email first. Yep. I forgot about cryopod points.
2: AVP baby. Um, who doesn't love? Who AVP? doesn't
1: love like a fifth redundant type of currency?
2: That doesn't give you anything, no. and then people get mad no. at you.
1: like,
2: I love to. I love to be in charge of who wakes up on the ship instead of just.
1: Yeah, because here's the thing. I was thinking about like whether this game is quote easy or not. And it's, like, the combat, yeah, I, I didn't find it, like, particularly challenging. Um, and, like, there are easy difficulties that you can put it to. But as far as, like, showing it to somebody who's not, like, an experienced gamer... I cannot imagine how alienating it would be for them to, like, get these notifications about how, like, oh, hey, you have, like, Apex strike teams, and you have, like, AVP to spend. Also, there's research and development, which are the two halves of crafting, and there's also, like, you know, there's gun augmentations and gun mods, uh, and- We didn't even talk
2: about crafting, which is all
1: Yeah, and it's, like, good luck figuring all of that out, asshole. Also, there's, like- open world maps that give you like a million indicators about where to do stuff. Like, even though it's not a hard game in like the way that, you know, something like a bloodborne is a hard game. I cannot imagine this being inviting to play for someone who is like not a regular gamer.
0: No. Uh, we got an email from Tron who asked about exactly that. So, thank you for answering that question. that's <laughs> true. Yes, uh, immediately. Uh, Tron also asks, who, uh, who just flat out, who's your favorite character? In the series?
2: In, in Andromeda. Or, uh,
0: Tron's, Tron says in Andromeda, I say in the series.
2: Uh, in Andromeda, it's probably mm-hmm. Drac.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I guess it's Rex. I guess I have a bigger emotional <laughs> attachment to Rex than anybody mm-hmm. else. Uh, it's rider for me. I just like, I just think the Krogan's are neat.
1: It's Ryder for me.
2: I think that's fair. okay. Nora, what about you? <sighs> um.
0: Yeah, I think it's probably rider for my favorite Andromeda game. Well, I want to like the Archon a lot.
1: Is, are I you just... saying that your favorite character is a hypothetical alternate version of the Archon that has a completely different <laughs> character? Because I agree, that would whip. <laughs>
0: I just, I'm, st- I want him to be. No, cool. I. <laughs> he's not. We we can get
1: him. off mic and we can talk about like cool alternate Archons, but I promise you, whatever we come up with is not going to be in the game. Mic, you both are. Going to like bad,
0: but like. He has this whole thing where he's like, oh, you stop trying to be my rival. And meanwhile, like, you never square off yeah. with him. You never directly confront him at all. And you constantly thwart him indirectly. And, like, he still thinks of you as, like, this, these two individuals. And I think that there's something interesting there. But it isn't there. Yeah, I agree. It's um, not. So my answer is... My answer is also Ryder. Pretty cool.
2: <laughs> Ryder's great. That that's that's so true. Ryder is just the best.
0: And I think my favorite from General Mass Effect is probably still Arya Talok's ex-girlfriend.
2: Yeah, that's true. I forgot her name, but she is the best.
0: Yeah, I also for- forgot. It's it's Nyx, right? No, that's this character. Nope, that's this that's, character. That's this uh,
2: somebody in this game is related to her. Uh, nyrene. nyrene is her name. Nyrene. Yeah. Somebody mentions her in this game, which is weird.
0: <laughs> it is very weird. Um, oh, uh, Tron wrote more, but we answered most of these questions already. Uh, thank you for email. Yeah, thank you, Tron. Mm-hmm. Last one's from M. Uh, what do you think the aliens of the galaxy taste like? Does a it- taste...
2: I can't believe you set up these emails in this order so you would get the question from M, <laughs> fucked it up, and then took the email from M.
0: <laughs> I actually just... What I did was <laughs> I was I was screenshotting the emails and I was like, Oh, well, by the time that I get to... like. By the time I get done pasting all these into the chat, Molly will have finished with the first question, so I'll just take M's question, uh, so I just didn't screenshot it. And then I realized we weren't going to do that, so <laughs> I ended up having to uh, uh, screenshot it. Anyway, so okay. now M's question is at the bottom of the list, which is Go a great ahead. place to end our discussion tonight. What do you think the Aliens of the Galaxy tastes like? Does Krogan taste like turtle soup? Han orange just jellyfish. That's easy. But does a Turian taste like chicken? Or do Asari head tentacles have the consistency of squid? Look, I know they're people, but it's
1: time for the serious questions. <laughs> I just want to say that in a screenshot, one of the, like, Gmail uh, auto-respond options <laughs> is... <laughs> <it> sounds yummy. <laughs> I'm gonna go and click that right now.
2: Yeah. And send that email back to M. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible.
3: <laughs> um...
0: It is scent. <laughs> uh, I think Asari head tentacles don't have meat in them. I don't think oh, you can eat that. What's in there? Like cartilage and brain tissue,
2: right? I don't, I assume the brain tissue is inside their skull. I don't know what they... Listen, we need a lot more information about the anatomy of every species in Hold this Hold on, thing. what the fuck does an
1: Asari yeah, look let's like? Let's just uh, boot up our game and... Uh...
2: It's just like, instead of hair. <laughs> yeah. They have they have head tentacle.
1: What if the codex just has all the information we would need for this? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and just because nobody's ever read it, they're like, why did they include what they <laughs> taste like in here? The fuck.
0: Um, I want to ask what you think the tastiest saline is because I think it's the uh, Angara.
2: Oh, you think so? I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to I'm trying to divine the answer. I'm trying to think of all the species in Mass Effect.
0: Remember when they made a species in Mass Effect that was just goblins?
2: Vorcha? The Volus? Yep. Oh the Vortia. the Vortia. Oh no. Okay.
0: Yeah. They just look like, hmm. like uh uh Willem Defoe Green Goblin,
3: but
1: as a space <laughs> oh, yeah. alien
2: um it, it's i mean it's got like the turians have to taste so they're just poultry
1: well but big but don't, don't the turians supposedly have this like biology that like like humans can't eat turian food whatsoever and vice versa so i feel like they'd be like
2: you think i'm really much poisonous that?
1: to eat okay no. a lot of things are really poisonous <laughs> You're just like no give me the forbidden chicken give me give me the forbidden <laughs> chicken um my answer to like what the best one to eat would and i i feel really bad about this cuz they're my favorite aliens but i think the elcor wow. would be delicious oh. oh yeah you're right they, they just like <laughs> break yourself off like a giant elcor steak and you're living
2: bro one elcor could feed you for weeks
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're so big it's weird though as soon as you put it in your mouth in your mind you hear salty <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. okay okay okay
1: as far as who my favorite character is in the entire series i just want to give a big shout out to this elcor who's on omega in mass effect 2 who's like hacked his chip and um it's like uh he uses it to like be able to lie right and a customer is like wait did you like hack your chip to give false emotional readouts and he says uh with a sincerity so pure that to doubt it would be considered a grave insult. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably my favorite gag in the whole series.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Is that all the questions?
0: Uh, I'm going to hit it. refresh on the, on the inbox mm-hmm. just to make sure. Do we have but any tweets? I... Any DMs? Tweets. I will check.
2: I, we Twitter haven't pro- we haven't asked for them, but it's worth asking. Yeah, is
0: Yeah, we do take those. That is at Journal Updated on Twitter. Um, I'm not. I don't think so. Any, I think we're. I messages. think we're clear. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so okay, so two things. Okay. One, we're done with Mass Effect. It's over. Two, we're done with 2020 on this podcast. It's over. I want to know, if there is one, what's one video game that you are dead set you're going to play in 2021, whether it's for a podcast or not? What's, like, on your list of, like, this is the year I play this thing? Does it have to be old? No. It could be anything. It could be the fucking... I don't know Cyberpunk 2077, but I will judge you. No, that, you know, uh, it could be anything.
2: Number one on my list right now is Deathloop. That's supposed okay. to be out early next year. That's the new. That's the new Dishonored. That's not Dishonored, but it's definitely
0: a Dishonored. Hannah, do you have anything in your? I don't next really year?
1: play video games. I I can tell you what I've played like in the last several months. Uh, aside from Mass Effect Andromeda, which is uh, a Star Wars mobile game. Uh, where uh-huh. you can get General Grievous shards, and General Grievous's numbers go up, and I feel good about that. Um, and Minecraft on Molly's server, and that's it. I kind of just stopped yeah. playing video games. Okay.
0: <clears throat> Fair enough. Um, I had a couple. Um, I started doing a let's play on our export audio uh, YouTube channel, which is called Export Video. Where I'm playing the first Assassin's Creed. Uh but I think like next year the thing I want to get to most in this moment, I'm stalling to think of it. <laughs> <laughs> good
2: good cover, babe.
0: Uh God, I had this. I had it. I knew it. Like before we were Is it recording. An RPG? The podcast no is it dead space no i think it's just i want to play um final fantasy 2 nes yeah because i found a better translation for it and i've only ever played other versions of it and i want to
2: i do want to play the castlevanias that. people like
0: yeah it's all of them yeah
2: Castlevania's great Play like yeah. Hollow Knight again.
0: I have so many games downloaded on my computer that I want to play that I just haven't. Yeah. So. Yep. Video games. Sometimes it's hard to play them.
2: Yeah, it's a lot of times it's hard to play them.
0: But uh, that's it for this year of journal updated. I'm glad that we decided we wanted to like finish Mass Effect this year instead of in our first oh year my of God, podcasting. I'm so glad. Because uh, if we if otherwise we'd be like oh, Mass Effect Three is coming up or something <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, glad we got it all out of the way. Yeah. Uh, next month we will be playing Pyre. Yep. Uh, oh, I'm looking at the wrong thing here. And February we will be playing. Uh, the Banner Saga. Yeah, I don't know anything about
2: that game, so... It's Tactics. You got so. a Tactics game? <laughs> yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Motherfucker. Look. Are you gonna start putting Fire f- Emblems on here?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think that the time investment works out. Like, I don't
2: think, I think it's think worth
0: that, it. Like, okay.
2: <laughs> we don't have to do this on mic. We should end
0: this podcast. No, here's, here, what I'll say is that I'm going to play that uh, port of the first Fire Emblem game when it comes out on Switch. Sure. Uh, but I don't think that there is a Fire Emblem that fits into the parameters of this podcast that isn't way too long to do this podcast for.
2: Yeah. That's fair.
0: I feel like you could do three different podcasts on three houses, for example. You could, um, but yeah, um, of the of the like games we've picked for next year so far, half of them are just for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> um, Pyre next month and Banner Saga after that.
2: Uh, this it, was this, the pod.
0: This was the pod.
2: This was this the pod. has been
0: the pod. Yeah, uh, hope you'll join us next year. For a new paradigm of Journal Updated where we're not stuck playing all these A things. <laughs> yeah, we need a break. Jesus. We d- I need a break from three-dimensional
2: movement. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, you still have to do that in real life. So,
1: Hannah, thank God, you for I being on it.
2: the podcast. Where can we find you? Uh,
1: you can find me on Twitter at Hannah Yolo. H-A-N-N-A-H-Y-O-L-E-A-U. Uh, though, fair warning, I like don't ever post shit.
2: Yeah, that's that's I'm, true. I'm
1: mostly just there to like riff with my friends at this point. And I still somehow have a thousand followers.
2: Uh, Twitter's a it's curse.
1: It's a curse. That follower so, uh, count won't go down.
2: find you on the internet?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take your followers. <laughs> Uh, You can find me on Twitter at NeitherNora. You can find stuff I do at norablake.online. I do a lot of stuff at Export Audio, which is the podcast network I run with my wife. Uh, We do YouTube videos now. We do lots of podcasts. If you like me talking about video games, I'm doing a Mega Man full franchise retrospective podcast, which means that we're watching the Ruby Spears cartoon, and we're playing one game roughly every month. Uh, I'm about to start playing Mega Man Four this week, um, <clears throat> and we're like two thirds of the way through the '90s cartoon, and we'll eventually we will start watching uh, the Mega Man EXE anime, and we will never stop watching that because there's so much of it. <laughs> um, so if you're interested in that, check that out. Um, I do other stuff too. It's all on there export or patreon.com slash export audio gets you all the links. Yeah <clears> um,
2: <throat> you can find me Molly on Twitter at
0: your friend Molly with Y-E-R. You can find me at audioentropy.com,
2: entropy.com um, at idle on on Twitter at uh, I need mayo.com um, you can find this podcast at the second <laughs> thank you <laughs> once again to M uh, and Jackson for getting us that uh, URL um, and we are uh, notably we are hosted on the Abnormal Mapping Network uh, at patreon.com slash abnormal mapping. You should give them money um, and listen to the Great Condom Project.
0: Yeah. yeah. Or just give them money. Or oh. just give
2: them money. You don't have to listen to the podcast. Just give them your money.
0: VoIP Life is one of the best podcasts
2: in the world. It, so. <laughs> VoIP Life's great. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's everything I have to say. Hannah, any closing statements? No,
1: I'm all good.
0: Nora, consider this journal updated. Updated my journal. See you next year. Thought you were going to say it with me, but it's fine. We'll get them next year.
2: Oh, well, you should have told me that. (laughs) I asked you if you had an ending statement. I'm turning off this podcast. Bye, everybody.
3: Bye-bye.